Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to all our listeners, libertarians, and lovers of belief. I'm your host, Honest Abe, with this week's episode number 478 of KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida, and as always, not as always, we have an extra guest starting this morning with us. Um, I am joined by our trusted cohorts, beginning with uh, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco. The man they call Goat. And joining us this morning from the top is our man who always got the news. He is our Gary Ganoos, the scoop with Coop, William Cooper. Morning. Good morning. Look at that. How about that for timing? That was pretty good. Wow, man. Yeah. That was uh, that was great. Great job. I didn't yeah, we had a little crisis going on. I was a little flustered, too. You know, I mean, literally just got on and we were coming on. I, I gave Paul my keys last weekend, and he never gave them back. So good job, Paul. I didn't have keys to my office, so when we got here, I had to call one of our employees who had a key to run and get me to let me in the office to get on the air. Why would you have given me your keys? I don't. That was just a. That there. was just a. That was a Freudian slip. I mean, it automatically is <laughs> your fault. I actually had given Brandy my key Saturday to pick something up. She was coming down this way last Sunday or Saturday, something from my office. <laughs> So that's that. Automatically, cool. automatically blame me. Well, you know, it's just it's so easy to always blame you. So, you know, I think it had more credibility to say that you had my keys than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, because all of them know you would never give me your key to your office. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That, that is true. So joining us off the bat, William Cooper. Good morning. Did we put a kink in your uh, Saturday morning? No, not really. Because, um, like, I've been, I've been listening to KMA predecessor Kiss My Ash at 10 a.m. since show one. So, I mean, usually I'm up for it. Sometimes I don't have the studio. I have to get the studio set up in the morning. But that's about it. Yeah, I could get always ready to come out of the bullpen and and jump in if we need him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a notification, Tim Chi either. Usually, I like to see what's going on on my phone. Sometimes the comments come quicker on the phone. I didn't yep. get a notification either. Very strange. I I actually did. I did. I have yeah. It up on my. I, I see it, it as well. Six minutes here. ago, I got it. Very strange. Yeah. yeah. Fa- Facebook just seems constantly in turmoil, changing shit and updating. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Shit won't work today. It'll work tomorrow. Shit'll just dis- some fun random sh- random shit. Did you notice like people's profile pictures have now moved to the left just randomly and yeah, like like yeah. that was the big problem to solve in Facebook. Right. You know, from a guy, like, I come from a software development world. Like, when changes happen, there's usually a, like, it it used to be you'd have a process, and then you'd kind of warm people up for the changes coming. Facebook just doesn't care. They just just push them out there, and they don't push them out to everyone at once. 
Right. They're not paying to be there. So, you know, and, and we'll they, see that happen. Whatever they a, want. Abel asked me, "Did you? Did your? Is yours dead?" I'm like, "No, mine's isn't doing this, but his is, and yep. right. his looks different. Mine's doesn't." Huh? And it's literally the only app that is consistently in in my phone that's due for an update, like consistently, yep. constantly due for an update. And and they'll they'll remove functions away, and they'll all of a sudden they'll reappear. You know, there was like certain modific um, uh, moderation functions that were available in our social group, and all of a sudden they were gone for months, and all of a sudden it's back. It just happens. So weird. That's it. So, Coop, I see you still got the stash. Well, we're still – the Phillies are still on their improbable run. So, uh, I'm not messing with anything right now. I mean, it's gotten to a point where I, I watch the game sitting in the same chair. I have not changed a, a bit of my karma right now as this run continues. Coop's got the juice for the game, man. Tonight's going to be tough, Alex. They, they, they hit the bullpen hard last night. I mean, the bullpen got used a lot last night. and tonight They did. Tonight, they did. Um, yeah. I'm just riding the wave, man. Like you said, very improbable it, that the Phillies would even be here, especially at the, at the start of the season, the first half of the season. Um, but here we are, man. Just, just, yeah. just you know, enjoying baseball, enjoying Phillies baseball. Late you, you October, know, we are. And you know, Alex, we talk a lot about like a lot of we, Philadelphia takes a lot of crap, right? But I have never seen like when it comes to its teams. Look at all the other teams are rallying behind the Phillies right now. It's just like, you know, you see the, the Sixers are doing it, the Philadelphia right. Union, the Eagles, and there's just this unison for, for the Phillies. I grew up in New York. I don't think we really had that same type of unison uh, up there with the teams, but it's incredible what you're seeing, and, and I think they're feeding off of this right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and that that's, you know, you, you kind of always see that when, when one of the Philly teams gets deeper, yeah. everybody kind of yeah. gone. Real, Jumps real on the quick, bandwagon. Real quick, Ron, Ronnie, because he's been torturing the comment section. You got to pick a I team. Philly can't be edging your Padres, and your Yankees can't also be dying. You get well, one what? Well, when the Yankees strike out 30 times in the first two games and they're supposed to have the, the murderer's row, you, it finds it kind of easy to find another team, I guess. <laughs> right. They, they, oh, man, they, could you, like, I watched the Yankee. It's, it's like they're, they're stoic. They're sitting on their head. There's no energy on on that dugout. I mean, I, I don't know. It's completely different than what we've been seeing with the Phillies is what I'm saying. It's funny that Ronnie mentions Narcos. We were just talking, like, how cool yeah. like a, uh, you could pass for a drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking we're about that during our show. You know what we got to start doing, Alex? We got to start recording those pre-meetings and then send them over to Ives so he could uh chop them up yeah 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 oh there was one there was, was one part idea. yesterday Paul there was so one part that. yesterday that oh, was pretty yeah. funny <laughs> it's a, bad, it really it's a bad idea that's where everything come back and haunt you speaking of bad yeah, exactly ideas, speaking of bad ideas where did you go for your anniversary uh oh why why do you have to start it like that I, uh, I, you I actually, plan, did you plan it? You planned I actually it. thought that was a perfect segue. That into, was a segue. I, I just thought well, it was first perfect. first of all, you know what? I had something else Look, big planned. You see him, you him start scratching? Me. You see him start getting nervous? Right? <laughs> well, no. you know, that's, so, that's, a tick, that's a tick you have when you're uncomfortable. You know that, right? You might be right. You do this. My, my, wife, actually, my wife actually planned the vacation. There we go. But... I, I her gift was a different big plan that I had had. I was meeting with a jeweler for something, and then last minute they couldn't do what we wanted to do. It was a whole big mess, hold on, but hold on. it ended was up it, working out. Jeweler. Was the jeweler part of surprise? 
not not for the trip, but yeah, the so it was going to be our five year anniversary present. So okay, she, I understand. I was, you said you said I had something planned, but then you said what we we wanted to do. So did she know about the plan? Well, when we went, she knew eventually because when we were going to get to the hotel, that her surprise was going to be there. This this piece of jewelry I was going to have made and blah blah, blah blah blah. Anyway, what was it? Was it a mini mouse? No, no, no. We are, we were going to upgrade her diamond, which we had gotten the uh, after in five years. The, this cocksucker complained about money and life. He's upgrade. No, I was going to trade in her diamond. Diamond yet? The diamonds should be forever. Five years, you're upgrading <laughs> your wedding diamond. Well, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. So my my, my wife is right across from here, and I can tell her I never upgraded her diamond. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. It was our 15th anniversary, and I talked about it. My wife did not want to change her ring. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. my wife doesn't want to change her band, but she, she would get a bigger diamond. At a different looking ring, you know. She just—that's a good point. That's yeah. Good she point. she's gotten so used to it; it's part of her. She's like, I couldn't imagine it looking like something else. Well, but that's why we didn't do that because her her band is like. I was really like broke when we got married. <laughs> I mean, like you know, what I mean, like I mean, me too, you know me I mean? too. Yeah, I didn't. You were five years ago. Get the fuck out of here. I wasn't. I wasn't making great but, money then. <laughs> You take vacations and put hot tubs in now. So literally, I mean, you got, yeah. See, all the definition of broke, all the definition of broke is a different thing than everybody else in the universe. <laughs> anyway, that didn't happen. But we went to the Four Seasons Resort in Palm Beach, just right, you know, close to here, half hour away, and it was so lovely. So yeah, so literally like thirty minutes from your house. That's where you went for the weekend. Yeah, well, because right. the kids have never been left with somebody without us together for more than a night. So it was going to be two nights and we were going to go down to Miami, but um, I don't know. We ended up. Oh, well, well, we like Miami. Oh. I like Miami too, but I like, like being Miami. out of there by like 8 PM. Right. Well, we're, yeah, we're not going guy. out. I like Miami, but yeah, we're, that, that's exactly Coop's what we would Miami have done, guy. Alex. Coop loves Miami. Like we'd go to South like Beach, Miami go too. hang out in South Beach during the day, and that kind of thing. But then at night, you know, we're not going to the clubs. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I always use that. I, I what it, from the Sopranos. What did they say? You're like a you're like a little old lady crying that she's hungry with two Virginia hams under each arm. <laughs> right. Did you at least did you at least buck up and take her to the brunch Sunday? No, we wah, didn't do. Wah. We've done the brunch though. We've done that brunch before. We've done that what brunch. Is, it's nice. Why would you? You're staying at the Breakers. Why wouldn't you do it? We didn't stay at the Breakers. We stayed at at uh, the Four Seasons. Oh, Four Seasons. Breakers. My bad. My we, bad. We, but we have been to the Circle Dining Room brunch to to that brunch. It's amazing. Lobster. It's amazing. That's what I said. Yeah. You know yeah, what? We've I'm done at that. Breakers? Yeah. Not, no. You know what I met at the Four Seasons once. Who? During brunch, I think we went to meet somebody over there at the Go Family. Um, Fergie. And oh, time, really? Yeah, Daniel time, Fergie? Yeah, at that time, not, not the uh, the musician Fergie. And okay, time, the musician, okay. Yeah, at that time she was married to uh, Josh Dashamel, or whatever, how you pronounce his name. Ooh, the guy from the Transformer and... movies. Was she cool? The guy from the yeah, She was nice. One of my girls went up and said hi to her or whatever. What happened was my wife confused her for her, um, Man, I'm blacking out this morning. Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant, because at that time Justified series was on. I'm a huge, I was a huge fan of Justified. He was awesome. Timmy was Timmy was in Tombstone too. Um, played the sheriff, Timmy Oliphant. So she thought it was Timmy Oliphant. So I got all excited. I woke up and said, 
it's not Timmy Oliphant, but it ended up being she recognized him as somebody. It ended up being Josh Demel and Fergie. That's funny. I think I bet you Fergie looks good in person. Oh, she yeah, um, she was. It was at the pool. She was fine. I could see it. Yeah, she's she gorgeous. I, I I could get I could dig Fergie. In the words of Coop, she had oh, great yeah. games. She had good great games. Game. <laughs> I, I was going there. You, 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 you snuck it in before me. <laughs> the words of the great William Cooper, she had great games. Gams, yeah. <laughs> William, Cooper, William Cooper used the word gams yesterday. We almost died. If that doesn't give away somebody's age, gams. Yeah, 100%. I'm just curious how many people, well, you know, most of our listenership is older, but I was just curious how many people in our chat don't even know watching right now, don't even know what gams are. These guys didn't know anymore. <laughs> no, I knew. I knew. I've heard it before. But it's like, I, I feel like I heard like my grandpa say it one time. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Quentin Gams. Quentin Gams. Quentin, oh, just, look. just look down. You'll see a pair of Gams. Google, guys. <laughs> Google works. Google works, by the way. Just so you know. Don't worry, Quentin. I got Gams, too. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't look at all the way. All these like, no all clues. You just Google, and you could be the smart guy and put it in there. You see? No, but they're being honest. Look at yeah, that. How okay. many That's true. Know. I bet you didn't think there was going to be that many people who didn't know. Look how many people didn't know. Games. Yeah, I didn't either. I was surprised. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> she had great games. Somebody famous think... was there while we were there too. I can't remember who they they told us. Somebody mentioned it to us. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. Some big movie star was staying there, but we loved it. It was a good time. We went over to the Breakers for dinner to her old steakhouse where she used to work. It was nice. They were slammed. I was like, "See, look, this you could, uh, you, we could be making real money coming back here." So she was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And then a little Disney Plus back at the room. <laughs> yeah, actually, we did have, <laughs> I said, we did I have the streaming TVs in there. <laughs> they had the streaming there. We got upgraded to a suite, an oceanfront suite. It was awesome. We had a really great time. <laughs> I had oh. I had like flowers and balloons and chocolates and all that stuff. Oh there. no, really? Yeah, but but they, you know, <laughs> our friend does work petals. there, so they took care of us. Okay. Did you have rose petals on the bed, Paul? Little, uh, they, I did not ask for that, but yes, they but did. They that's, had the so silk rose yes. petals leading that's from the door yes. to the bed, and a, wow. in a heart shape. Wow! It looked like on our honeymoon. So sweet. <laughs> well, I do have to say, Steph's a good gal. She deserves it. So good, on, good, on, good yeah, on her. Far right. Good on, good on. We had good a good time. Her. It was fun. Speaking of good times, how's our how's the socialite chess tournament? Are we in season two now? Is it over? Did somebody win? I know we you start yes uh, tournament. We are in the final round. Oh, so so, who, so how does that work? Is it a bracket? Is it just two people left? Or no, there's so there's there's three people left. So the bracket is break down in three. So those those three not Quentin. Um no, not Quentin. No, there's three guys <laughs> left. Um <laughs> those Garrett three will play each other twice. No, Garrett got knocked. Garrett got knocked Ooh, out in the wow. second round as, as well as myself. Um our friend Brian, Brian Julian is still in there. Um, the guy you yeah. graciously put me together with on a, on a podcast. But yeah, we're, we're down to the final round, last three. So we'll probably have a winner by the end of the week. You know, these take a long time because they're daily games. So but, um, it's really funny because they're asking what games are. I thought with our suggestion talking about Fergie, they would have figured it out. But games are just another word for titties. No, no, no they're not. They're actually not. These, it's like not titties. Games are like oh, legs. Well, then there you go. I didn't that's that's what was funny about the whole yeah right. I don't know if they were. I didn't know either. That's 
Oh, yeah, games I, yeah, I thought they were. So, no, Quentin probably cannot see his games because his knockers are in the way. That's funny. Are in the way. You know what? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about you're right. She's got a great set of games. Games are legs. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I just I, my I, head was I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I went straight to the legs. Well, there you go. Games. There's, all, there's all the words we can use for officially that our legs. There yeah. you go. Holy cow. Yeah, see, there you go. Wow, that's our that. we, we educate our KMA audience every yeah. week. Hey, your education can't make get host. <laughs> Shit. Oh, um, speaking of chess, has there been an update to the the scandal, the worldwide international chess scandal? Oh yeah, the anal bead huge, fiasco. Huge. huge anal bead. Update. We're gonna dub it the anal bead fiasco. I love it. Huge, huge update this week. So, again, just to recap, there was this whole scandal going on where Hans Niemann, who is like 19, 20-year-old grandmaster prodigy, um, has basically been accused of cheating in an on-the-board match. Came out that he cheated online. Um, Elon Musk helped perpetuate a theory that he may have been using anal beads to get signals. But uh, in this week's bombshell, Hans Newman is pretty much suing everybody for $100 million. He is suing Magnus Carlsen, the current world champion, um, Chess.com, and Hikaru Nakamura, who is a, a streamer for Chess.com. Yeah, slander, the Sherman Act, um, all, all kinds of stuff, man. I, I mean, and well, it's just, we have another moment of KMA education. What, what's the Sherman Act? Um, so the Sherman Act is is kind of like a monopoly type. Sherman Antitrust, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, it's an antitrust? It's an antitrust. Yeah, because Chess.com banned him from their site. Magnus Carlson owns Play Magnus Group, which is a bunch of apps and stuff, but Chess.com actually just bought that, and Hikaru streams for Chess.com, so they're kind of making it like a conglomerate who were – uh, consorting to literally keep him out of chess. So this guy's suing for a hundred million dollars. And from, from what I understand, like the entire chess world generates about $160 million. So this guy's going for broke. Um, yeah, it's juicy, man. I mean, we're getting back to the, like, you know, days of like Fisher and Spassky, you know, and not showing up and guys making one move and walking away from the table and resigning the game. It's, it's, it's juicy chess shit, man. And these guys are all like chess. How do you cheat in chess, though? I don't understand that. Like, what's the well? Cheat? Online is obviously easy. It's easy to cheat in chess because you can you can load up an engine, a okay. computer engine that'll that'll tell you what the best move is. Um, over the board, I I always describe it like like the scene in Casino where the guy at the blackjack table and he's signaling. Uh -huh. So if you can get a couple ticks somewhere to tell yeah. you to coordinates. But um, guys at this level, and this, this is the argument, look, they don't have to cheat a whole game. They can get, you know, you One get or two moves, three moves, moves. Right, yeah, right, push right, them right. over the top yeah. at that kind of level. So, yeah, it's, get, it's getting juicy, man. It's, it's, it's going back to the days of craziness. And how, much time, how much time do they have to move? So the way it works is in a classical chess game, yes. like a regular world yes. championship. In the game that he was accused of cheating. So you have, it's, it, you have actually two hours. What? For the. No, you have two hours to make the first 40 moves. And then after, once you get to the 40th move, you get another hour on the clock. No, but I don't understand. Say you make a move. Yeah. How much time do I have until I have to make a move? Two hours. The clock doesn't reset. It's a running total. You have two hours to make the, you have two hours. I have two hours. To make 40 moves. Yes. 
So you, I have two hours to make 40 moves. You have two hours. To yeah, make so it's a two hours. I make a move. I hit your clock. You start running down from two hours. Once you so get to a minute, six, seven hours a game could, could realistically go. I'm tired just thinking three, about it. That, well, that's three minutes a move. I'm trying to see if there's actually a window where a guy could see what's going on, enter it in the... Absolutely. Yeah, three minutes is a long time. Enter it in the computer, relay the message back to the guy, and make a move. Yeah. Well, well, the problem was, and and one of the things that they did is they were they stream they were streaming these things live, so a guy could be home or wherever. It's doable. Yeah. So now what they've done is which is easily solvable. I was gonna say it's solvable. They would have an eight ten minute delay. But you can have a guy sitting in the in the crowd, kind of watching and doing the same. You know, I mean, to the point they're like they're scanning people with wands scanning their ears there's actually a funny clip um where they 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 literally scanned hans neiman's ass as he they made him turn around and scanned around his his ass to make sure there were no beads up there oh my god yeah it's it's uh it's juicy wow. crazy shit man but listen this is the, you know when's the last time uh, i never have i seen articles from you know usa today like big news sources espn covering chess so i mean it was a supercomputer cool. was the last thing i remember with it with Kasparov playing yeah, the blue. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I was working for that company at the time too, so it was a big deal. And and it was IBM, right? Yep, yep. And the 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 leaps and bounds that computers, you know, my phone holds a, a stronger chess engine now than what Deep Blue was back then. Oh, so I that's bet. how easy it is, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. So somebody post um Ryan's comment there about bacon. Unfortunately, Brian, I can't have it for another seven weeks. Ryan. Um what? But, you know, listen to me, Ryan Miller from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. I'm telling you, hands down. And I'm waiting for Fred Alex. I'm waiting for Fred Rui to get his batch because he just ordered some. This guy makes his homemade bacon. He smokes it himself. And I'm telling you, hands down, without a joke, he's ruined bacon for life for me. Like yeah, I cannot. Bacon around. I cannot eat store bacon. I cannot eat restaurant. I mean, I can. It just so sucks compared to this guy's bacon. So I kind of talked him into it. I kind of said, dude, you need to sell this stuff. You need to figure out if you can. So I think Fred Rui, outside of myself, now has purchased the first slab. Um, he actually, Fred Rui messaged me. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, dude, I'm dead serious. This bacon's like off the chain. It'll be interesting to know what Fred says because Fred's way more of a, I think, bacon kind of sort of than any of us. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah if there was a sommelier level for bacon, Fred Rui would have it's it. It's Fred, yeah. <laughs> yep. Fred not is not definitely... everybody writes books titled yeah. Bacon. Right. So he, I, he just sent me pictures over the weekend of it in the smoker being finished. I think it's supposed to be here Monday or Tuesday. Um, and I ordered it pre-sliced. So, Alex, make sure you grab yourself some before I uh, take it home. Absolutely. But I'm going to have to put it in the freezer and at least my portion and wait eight weeks. So I, I started an eight-week challenge Monday. My, my son got into a basketball league. And it's funny because after having three girls. Now, Coop, what was the order of your children from sexes? Uh, my girl's the oldest, and then I had three boys. So it's kind of flipped the way you have it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I had three girls and then the boys. So my my, I mean, Alex and I took our kids to some you know four year old kitty you know leagues and stuff like that. But my son's like in his first like really like organized park district legitimate basketball league. So they had like a orientation a couple weeks ago where they assess the kids. I guess figure out who can actually play, who needs help, and whatnot. And um. I just never really thought of it because I had three girls. So my son, all my kids get taught by a teacher. It's literally like 12 minutes away from my store here in Lake Worth. So it's a long day because they all get lessons at the same time. So he goes first. So I literally went from here to pick him up from work, picked him up, and then took him to the 
community center. And then I just realized how I was unprepared as a dad. I was so unprepared. Like all these dads are opening the trunks of their car. They're pulling out basketballs with their kids' name on it, water bottles, backpack. Dude, I went from work. I had nothing. My kid was in like normal clothes. Like nothing was so bad. I felt so embarrassed. So <laughs> that, that weekend, you that didn't weekend, even have a water bottle. Save, a, a tri- a trip didn't even have a water bottle, Paul. Man, was, I, 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 I just was unprepared. I never had to go through that with my daughter. So, um, <laughs> needless to say, that Saturday we went to Dick's Sporting Goods, and now he's like a walking Air Jordan. Uh, Gatorade bottle, his Gatorade mix, wristband, and whatever. Yeah, today's his first. Today's his first practice, so it'll be interesting. I've been, I've been, so I've been trying to show him. In fact, I, you know, even though I played um, a higher level of organized football, I was an avid basketball player growing up. I played in in in, uh, grammar school, and then in my twenties, I literally played five to six nights a week, every night, five on five. Um, wow, I years. didn't know that. Oh, for years, avid basketball player. In fact, it's, I, I probably love it the game more than I love playing football. I was just better at football. Um, so oh, you're we built got the for hoop. Football. What was that? Yeah, built for football. You're exactly. For football. Yeah. So we got the hoop. I'm teaching him how to dribble. I practice. I'm so fucking out of shape. You know, I had a really bad year yeah. since last year. I gained about 35 pounds. So I said, "All right." So you know, I started an eight week challenge this Monday. Um. I lapsed yesterday out of just pure ex- exhaustion. I didn't even wake up, didn't even set my alarm. I passed out. Um, but I had, didn't have any bad days this week. So I'm sticking eight weeks going to the gym uh, you know, as much as I can. I got food meals. And so I cannot have your bacon, Ryan, at least until eight weeks. I don't want to go off on a tangent. What are you I, doing in this challenge other than what you're limiting your calorie caloric intake? I, there's a really, this will be Paul. I, I'm going to tell you something. I've done a lot of meal plans and food services and, there's a company called Ideal Nutrition that has box stores, like retail stores here in West Palm. It's the best outside food I've ever ordered. I have not had one meal I didn't like, which makes it easier because I was doing Pritikin food when I went to Pritikin last time. Those meals were atrocious. Like every meal was like. Yeah, I remember you know, talking yeah. to you while you were there. You said it was. Yeah, crazy. it was misery. It was misery. So these people make it fresh here in West Palm. And if you update your menu by Friday, 11 p.m., Sunday morning, you get it and it's fresh, never frozen. Really, really good food. So I am eating three meals a day on that. And I joined uh, this gym, F45, which I'm telling you in my life, um, I've never been so impressed with an organization. I've been mind boggled, blown away. And I heard about F45 because I started watching Wall Street on HBO. It's basically like a documentary of Mark Wahlberg's life, right? His businesses and what he's got going on, you know. So I watched the two seasons and Mark Wahlberg discovered F45. He started using it, became friends with one of the owners. I think they opened up some clubs together. And then he went to get the master franchise agreement with the, the founders, whatever, basically got a piece of it, and then took the company public. And so I'm, I'm, I'm learning about this and whatever. It's, it's, it's not that expensive, Steve, um, in retrospect. They have different packages. But if you compare it to I'm a looking cross- at it now. It's not that expensive. No, it doesn't no, look if, that expensive. If you compare it to a gym or one of these gyms. But, you know, look, I, I had a CrossFit gym. You know, um, my wife did CrossFit. I had a CrossFit gym I owned. Um, I've never seen, and this is maybe why they're blowing up everywhere. First off, their technology second to none. Their organization of the workouts, seven different workouts, seven different days, four-week cycles, the whole thing changes. Their technology's on point. The app tells you what classes are what days. 
It all works. They got video screens. So when you forget, they have this process every morning. It's the same, very comfortable. They walk in, they show you what the circuit is for today, how the movement's going to go, what the reps are. The one girl walks it through. Then you do like a two minute warm up, and then you start from your stations and you go. And then the, if you forget what's at the station, each station has a video screen, which shows a person doing the exercise in case you forgot. And they're not yelling in your face. You know, because I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you that there was times like I'm, I got my hands on my knees about to throw up. You know, I'm trying to catch my breath and they'll just walk over and tap me back. Just just keep moving. Try walk. Walk with your hands up in the air They're, they're But that's not what impressed me. It's just everybody. So I go on a Wednesday to talk to the girl at the front desk. Her name is Maddie. I remember, you know, I want to go. And she tells me, you know, we have you can take a free class. And whatever. I'm like, listen, I don't need a free class. No, I'm going to hate it. I'm just either going to join or I'm not going to join. There's nothing that's going to get me excited about joining the gym, right? So I, I see her on a Wednesday. I, I look around, and I finally decide Sunday to sign up, and I start that Monday morning. I get a text from her at 9 a.m. Hey, it's Maddie from the front desk. This is a front desk girl. She didn't even know I went to the class. I see you went to the class today. The coach said you did great. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. Then the coach comes. The, the, one of the, There's two trainers for every class. My classes have been like six to ten people at the most. You know, and that's at six in the morning. Um, they're so attentive. Like, I'll see a move, and I'm looking, I'm, you know, this reverse burby, double salt, two and a half twist, whatever, with a dumbbell in your hand. I'm like, what the fuck? And the trainer will just walk up to me without saying a word and say, hey, you do this. You modify this. Their organization and the creativity of it, it I'm uber impressed with as a company. I almost want it. I can't get five people in my own organization to do the same thing. So my friends who are out of state who said they want to go check it out now, and actually our bartender, Dave, is checking out West Palm Beach. The first thing I said to them is, I need to know what your experience is. Because can they really replicate this kind of service and attentiveness For each across person. the country? It is. That's, that's why they're successful, because I'm telling you, it's mind-blowing. And I can't get five people in one store to do the same shit one time sometimes. It's mind-blowing. But it's like, the CR, it's like the Chick-fil-A phenomenon. You know, I've said it all the time. Chick-fil-A, no one is going and saying Chick-fil-A is the best chicken sandwich you ever had. It's, it's an edible, yeah. nice, and sandwich. It's not great, but I'll tell you what. Every time you go there, they're friendly as hell. So you I, see a line wrapped around a quarter mile long, you know you're out in 10 minutes. Yep. They never mess up an order. And they're, by, you know, there's just, and how do they do that at every Chick fil A, no matter where you go? I'm mind boggled. I'm mind boggled of what their training process is. Do they have like a training boot camp and just weed out people who don't cut it? You know what I mean? It's, it's just how do you replicate that kind of service everywhere? Because I'm going to tell you what, and Alex will tell you in our organization, that's the hardest part. Building a store is easy. I can build yeah. five stores tomorrow. I mean, literally, start tomorrow. Who are you going to put in there? Because yeah. you don't get the people to run it right. You're just wasting your money, and you're going to be devastated. So, yeah, anybody anybody who's, like, into Orange Theory, any kind, it's functional fitness, hip fitness. It's a quick 45 minutes, man. It is nonstop, and it's old before you know it. Um, they offer free drop-in classes. You know, you could go and check it out. And I think if you buy packs, it comes out to 25 bucks a class which is really kind of standard from what I understand from CrossFit and when we had our CrossFit and whatnot. And I think the unlimited where you go as many times as you want in a month is like 200 bucks a month. So, um, it's the same as CrossFit. Yeah. 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 You go to the one by your house, you go to one by your house, Abe. Yeah. It used to, and I used to belong to that. It used to be a boxing gym thingy. And then I guess they closed up and F45 took it over. It's like, Oh, that's where you would. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's at Trader yeah, Joe's cool. Plaza right where we live. So yeah, oh that's yeah. 70, you could even yeah. walk there if you wanted to. I could. I could ride my bike. Jog. I could yeah. ride my bike. Yeah, yeah. But you know, 
I'm usually on a time clock when I get out of there, so I gotta go. Do you right. not have a gym in your community, Abe? It sucks. But, 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 but let me just tell you something, Paul. Let me just tell you something. Like I see Alex's videos with the bar and the ball, whatever. Yeah. It, no, nothing against it. It's great workout, but just working out alone for me is just like it's. It, I've already gotten to know these people. They're like, hey, Abe, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, you come to tomorrow's class. I mean, it's just nice. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially if you go to that same time every time, you get to know the trainer. Because, like, what happened to me was Thursday night I came home, I was beat up. I mean, this whole week I've been beat up. Getting in and out of this chair has been hurting. Walking's hurting. Breathing was hurting one day, you know. And at this Friday, I was so exhausted. I was, I passed out. And I don't know how my wife got me to my bed and then she put my, my CPAP on. I don't remember any of it, but I never set a clock. So I just slept through, woke up like 7.30, like in shock. You know, and um, the kids missed the bus that morning, so she was running around. I woke up to nobody at the house, 7.30, and then I had my stretcher come at 7.30. She stretches me out uh, a couple times a week. And I forgot she was coming. They rang the doorbell. Who's coming at 7.30 in the morning? And it was her. <laughs> but I felt guilty for missing that class. I, I was telling Alex last night, uh, yesterday, I was like, look, man, I feel bad. I'm gonna, maybe I'm going to go catch a 6.30 class. And he's yelling at me. He's like, dude, just you need a day of rest. And he was right. You I have like, to, man. Yeah, you yeah. have to. you got to let your muscles heal. Otherwise, you're just tearing torn muscle. Yeah. It's never yeah, growing. So right, you need yeah. to let them. Yeah, you tear and then heal and tear and then. Yeah, yeah. those were the days. They have three early morning I, I ones. Would... I didn't make it, but I'm gonna play some basketball with my son later in the afternoon before we go to yeah, practice. Get some cardio and you're good. Yeah, and then they got they got a class tomorrow morning, which I'll go to. But check it out. I like they that they tell you what to do and they have the images and all that stuff because that's always my biggest problem because it's been so oh. long since I've done like a formal workout. Take I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. I I'm walk into a gym now. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm shocked you didn't jump in the eight-week challenge I posted. I may have missed that. Yeah. Get in there, I, Paul. I don't think you missed it. I think you just – Get in there, Paul. That's, that's far for Get me now, though. Together. See, that's the problem. That's far from me now. I, I live in the middle the of no – I'm, I'm – when I drove to your house last night, Paul, Abe, to drop off, do something for you. It's a you don't fifteen minute drive. Forty-five. Paul, how long of a drive was it from where you live now? About fifteen minutes to your house. I didn't realize it was that long. Paul, you're talking about a fifteen minute drive. Where you live, everything is a drive. Literally, take, I know. Take I a know. drop. Listen to me. Take a drop in class with me. If you want, to take a class with me tomorrow morning. Take a drop do in it. class. Come on, do Paul. Do yeah, commit. Well, I, I would we do a drop in class. Right I don't now. know if I can Listen do it tomorrow morning. Today, I'll do a drop. Commit. Commit to it. Commit to your KMA fans out here. Paul, I modify almost every <laughs> exercise. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's still brutal because it's just moving for 45 minutes straight, but you'll, you'll games. get through. It's games Come there, on. Paul. You're going to commit, Paul? <laughs> it's games there. Yeah. yeah. Just think about Absolutely. that angle for a second. There I'm looking at – I'm so – Tomorrow morning, oh, Paul. Dude, I, it's got to be a plethora of yoga Hold on. I'm looking because – listen, I'm going to show you something. Because this is how my wife and I, we used to have a shared calendar and it stopped working. Excuses. So Here I get, excuses. I get this. What, what this is, is what, all. What could you possibly have going on tomorrow? What time, Abe? I'm looking. Well, here, I, the early classes. I think I was going to go to the 8.30 or 9.31, but I'll tell you right now. We're going to, we're going to Spookyville at 11. Spookyville? What's it, a 45-minute class? Oh, tomorrow? 45 minutes, man. 45 minutes, all you need, Paul. Oh, no, it's not tomorrow. You go at 8 a.m., you're back by 9, and you're on your way to got, Spookyville. I got a 9 and no, 10 no, a.m. No. No, tomorrow we're doing. There's a charity walk in Lake Worth that we're doing at 8 a.m. That's what we're doing. So we're going to a charity thing with our our friend. Our friend's a realtor, and she she put together a team. So we're bringing the kids. Listen to me. But come it's like to my Monday thing. morning class. Come to my Monday morning class. You'll be there home. You go. Wake up. There you go. 
Monday morning. Go, Paul. Absolutely. I do the Monday morning class. Six Are you committing to the Monday I, morning class? Six a.m. Six a.m. I'll, when I go when I go tomorrow, I'll find out if you could just walk in and use a just register them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'll register. Six a.m. and you'll be home right. before the kids wake up. Was Good that an all right? Are you yeah, committing? Maybe. We're gonna. Oh, hey, how we do all right? We'll pull yeah, report maybe. next week. <laughs> I Come mean, on, may, Paul, may not make it. Together. It's been a long time, bro. I, I enjoy, but but once I get past the first week of of the tower, I enjoy working out. You couldn't possibly be in worse shape than I was Monday morning. Trust me when I tell you, you couldn't be in worse shape. Just you go. Seen me in up. person in a while. Trust me, you'll go. You'll feel good. You'll feel good. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make you go. Paul's gonna go. I'll send footage. I'll put footage. I will on go. I will go. Yeah, live, live. I will go. Entertain a report from the field. They're gonna be in the class. Why is this guy stopping his working out to videotape this other guy? (laughs) (laughs) We're still correspondent now, Abe. That is a commitment. Maybe they'll think I'm some kind of celebrity. (laughs) Well, before we finish this hour, I want to I want to touch on something I'm curious about. Um, because none of us three have a clue of what happened, what's going on, and um. Last week on KMA, Paul uh, Coop, you were telling us about this press release, and it was a weird press release because we I didn't really hear nothing of it for for a cigar manufacturer, and it was only by invitation. So it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm having a press release. I'm telling the world." How many how many people were invited, or how many people did you see there? I'm gonna say there were about twenty people. That's not small. That's not small. But a lot of them weren't media people that were on this, too. So it was less than that. There were some people that were invited that I did not see show up. There were some people that were invited. I don't know why they were invited, but yeah. When you say not media people, what were they? Were they consumers? Were they other manufacturers? Other industry people. Really? Yeah. All right. So how many media people do you think were actually there? I'm going to say from media outlets, maybe there were... Six or seven to about ten to, and you were allowed to bring two people, right. so it was about ten to twelve, maybe. It's still a nice chunk of the media, and you know, but a lot being... of these guys were media, but they don't cover news, so I don't know why they would air. Okay, like like yeah. us, we're media, but we don't really cover news. But you have a guy who covers news for you, so it's a little different. That's right. Yeah, we're not yeah, we got an inside yeah, guy. Yeah. We bring in I mean, the pro. The inside. You know, so, you know, yeah. So. Without getting too detailed, what was the purpose of this? press conference this um so it's no secret that there has been a uh falling out of crown heads and ace prime which has now been rebranded as luciano cigars it's there's no secret there's been announcements from both sides um and this has been an acrimonious dispute so this has not been you know it's not like most of these other splits where everyone just says everything's great and they move on Notice this has been somewhat acrimonious on terms of who who ended the agreement. There's been speculation for why the agreement was ended. So this was hosted by uh, Luciano Cigars. And Dude, I was yeah. going to ask you, you still had that screenshot from last week. I swear to God, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I think I used the same word. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're all good. You're all good. So, so this, yeah, this was hosted by Luciano Cigars with the idea of, quote unquote, getting the truth out there. Honestly. Okay, so he had a press release because he wanted to get his side of a story out to everybody. Yeah, I mean, but again, I was it was, 
it was odd that it was normally when you have a press conference, usually the agenda, you know why you're being called in. We knew why we were being called in for the press conference, but normally you have a little more to digest as far as that goes. A topic, a subject line, something. Yeah, I mean, it was just you, you have a little more idea. Yeah, normally, the idea is you want to go into a press conference and be prepared to ask questions. That, that, that's the idea. True. This one was more of a of a dump from their end and their side of the story. They certainly took questions. It wasn't any they didn't avoid any questions or anything. But this was more of a of a of a dump. And what, what it basically did was all this was was basically escalate the acrimony between both sides. Was it a short press conference? Two hours. Oh, dude, that's a long press conference. <laughs> right in the middle of the right in the middle of the right Phillies the clinching. Phillies game, right? right in the middle right. of the Phillies game, by the way. So you got a texting coop during the game while he was oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give us a little bit of what this two hours was about because what I'm curious of is an outsider just looking in, right? Mm-hmm. How do you call a press conference, bring a bunch of media and spend two hours? And yet anything I've heard has been hearsay or from this person who heard from this person who was there. Yeah. Why, yeah. Is, why is no one talking about this press conference? Well, no one's talking about it because, frankly, there was a lot of things that was said. Also, I guess the word is allegations, which, uh, you know, finger pointing and, and things like that uh, against crown heads. And this was tough to validate any of this stuff. Um, so people haven't really – there's like – there was some like documents that were presented, but you know, normally when you have something like that, the documents are handed out, right, for the media to have. We didn't have anything like that, so it was more or less them kind of pointing fingers, saying this is how Crown Heads kind of wronged us, and that that's kind of what this was a lot about. There was one thing that was answered in this press conference, though, and I, and I can talk about this piece. You know, I've been for the last few weeks questioning what's going, what was going on with Luciano Cigars and the factory. And that came out. There was a falling out with Luciano and uh, the guy Pachardo, Aradio Pachardo. That finally came out in it. There was definitely a falling out with those two guys, um, which is what a lot of people were suspecting all along. But that was the first thing that was kind of revealed as a, as a result of this. So as I understand it, the factory that supposedly they both own together now is Pichardo has nothing no longer to do with it. Right. Well, that's where the whole dispute comes. Like, that's where the whole dispute comes with that. Yeah. Um, because apparently there was a point where the two were, uh, Luciano was going to divest from the factory and move on. And then that agreement was canceled at the last minute. So Luciano is now claiming he still owns the factory. And Crown Heads is saying, hey, we're still dealing with Pichardo, but we're not dealing with Luciano. So that's where this whole dispute is going right now. It's amazing because, you know, there's been other issues like this in the past. I mean, my father and, and uh, Eduardo. Eduardo yeah. it, it was just never so public. I mean, the final thing was public. or whatever, But there was never stuff going back and forth between two companies. Just bickering so, back and forth. Yeah. As far as I'm seeing it, I don't Unless I'm missing it, Coop, and you can tell me, I'm not even seeing a bickering back and forth. I just see cannon fire going in one direction. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there is, there are some things being lobbed on both sides. Is uh, there Luci- a- Luciano's done some shows. Um, John Huber's done a couple of shows as well, and there were these, you know, indirect bombs at each other fired. Like, like you know, 
they'll say something, and even though they don't mention the name, it's so obvious who they're talking about on the other side right now that you, you can't help it. Mm-hmm. What I, I, yeah. what I'm, no, sorry, I don't want to interrupt what you're going to say. No, you're good. Go, keep going. What I'm wondering about is when I want to do a press conference, which I've never done, but my assumption is, you know, I, I have a purpose, right? My purpose is right. to to inform people about something yeah. um, because I want everybody to know. Um, I want to educate somebody. I want to respond to someone. What, what do you think his reasoning for this was? Because obviously not being talked about, not getting out there. What do you, what do you think his purpose was? What was he trying to accomplish with it? He, he feels that the media hasn't been reporting things from his end truthfully. Is that, what he, is that what he claimed or is that what you're assuming? No, he, he's claimed that, and probably because they he's been very clandestine on a lot of the stuff, right? So, you know, he's kind of like, he's talking about this, this uh, starting this comp- new company, Luciano Cigars, except he never addressed that there was a problem with the factory for three or four weeks. So, you know, there were, there were things like that, that if things were being reported, it's because you, you weren't really disclosing all the facts. Really? I don't know, man. Yeah, really odd stuff. It, it, I I can't believe it's still going on. It, it, I think public, this is gonna. I didn't think know? this is gonna end anytime soon. I think that the, somehow this. I I really think this thing could Legal be advice from Alan Rubin. I dude, you're beating me. I literally was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna make a comment about Alan that. Rubin Esquire. Alan Rubin Esquire with the legal uh, advice. <laughs> Fucking Alan. <laughs> Probably not a. You probably know, not a good idea to go live in your car every 15 minutes either. <laughs> probably not a good idea to be a Yankee fan, Alan. <laughs> oh my god. Esquire Ruben. <laughs> Ruben and Ruben. Ruben and Ruben and Ruben. Captain Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's not like when there's a press conference, and, and it, the best example I can give of one, right? That everyone can relate to is when a coach is fired in sports, right? So they hold a press conference, they announce formally that the coach is fired, they give some explanations, and then there's an opportunity for questions there. It's usually pretty focused, right? This was kind of like just a lot of rambling going on, and I it just didn't make a lot of sense. And like I said, the, the problem is there's things that were said that, you know, you report that, that's that could end up being slanderous against the other party, right? Especially if you don't, you know, even though you're protected by um, freedom of the press, you are protected by that. You know, you don't want you don't want to slander anything. Here's the thing: these disputes they don't do anyone any good, right? No. In the end, both parties are losing out on this type of stuff. Both parties look bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and just like, you know, this is one of those cases where like all press isn't good press. I mean, you know, for Luciano, there's there's all this stuff going on. In the meantime, this guy's got like he released like a cigar that everybody is fucking raving about. This Maria Lucia, that's like. I mean, everybody. I uh, talk, it, it but, was a it was a big hit of the show. There's no but question. You, but it's been overshadowed by this shit. People, if I'm going to write about, I'm going to write about this. Who gives a shit about this? Right, you should be riding that train all the way home. Right. I went to the trade show, and that was what that was the first cigar that was handed to me because they were hosting the opening gala, yeah. and I literally went to Briggs, our operations guy. I spoke. I said, "This cigar is excellent." Yeah, it was one of the memorable cigars I had from the trade show. One, because my palate still wasn't burnt at this point, whatever. But I tasted it. I made a decision when I smoked it. We were going to bring this in. 
And this is what this guy needs to be focusing on. Right. Build your brand, you know, run with it. Uh, has there been any talks at all of whether a factory is going to be made for Pichardo now to work out of to make cigars? Um, I mean, one side is claiming that Pichardo still has the factory, and the other side is claiming that uh, he doesn't have the factory. So it's it's not clear yet. Um, I will say the documents that were presented said that Luciano and showed that Luciano had the majority share of that factory. I mean, that's what they showed us. Is what I'm saying. I can't validate the authenticity oh, of those documents. Mean you have majority share doesn't mean that you own it outright. No, and there were, it, there, yeah, and there were issues in terms of who was controlling that factory, because mm. uh, Luciano's not down there all year, and the idea was Pachardo is down there. But there were also this was the other thing that was going on, and I, I could talk about this piece. Who was doing the blending, right? So according to uh, Crown Heads, they'll say Pachardo has been doing all the blending. Luciano had nothing to do with it. On the other hand, Luciano's kind of saying no. Pachardo was just sitting there smoking cigars in his office, and Luciano was doing the blending. So. Yeah, yeah he posted that on his Facebook. He posted yes. like the, a couple of things on his Facebook. One that he owned the, the factory outright, or or that he's the majority holder of the of yeah, it. and I, yeah. two that he did every blend yeah. was was blended by him. Yeah, you know, again, I don't know if you know. I go back to I hate bringing up this example, but I think it's good. When Pravada was at war with Carlito and various other people in the industry. That those wars don't do any good. They get you. They get you some attention, but in the end, they don't. They don't gain you anything. Right? Yeah, that's that's I, not a good example. Those were never wars. Those were just one sided. <laughs> okay. Those, those are one sided just shows. Yeah. Those yeah. yeah. So none of those. None of those were wars. Yeah. This is like really looking out to be a war. I mean, this. This. I mean, the stuff that you know, some of the stuff that went back and forth. It was to a point where that stuff that. Is, it, to me, this looks like it's all heading to court right now. You have ownership questions. You have Absolutely. questions in terms of who is interacting with who and who had the authority to do certain things. Um, you know, questions on who owns the tobacco in these factories. This thing doesn't this thing just does not look like it's heading to a peaceful resolution at this point. Oh, no way. No yeah, way. It, it, this is beyond what, like I said, Abe mentioned a great example that my father, Eduardo Fernandez, fought. That was pretty much all kept behind closed doors. That was that was a bitter split, I can tell you, from what I know. Oh, that was a really bitter split. No one yeah. knew any of the details. There was press just saying there was a lawsuit. And yeah. there was a press just saying it was settled. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how long ago that is, 10 years ago, 8 years ago. I'm going to tell you something. Till this date, I never heard – I've never even heard a rumor about what the settlement was. No one – in fact, I interviewed Eduardo, and he wouldn't even reference the Garcias by name. So, I mean, I'm telling you, I haven't even heard a rumor, yeah. third or fourth, you know, generation of. Yeah, usually you hear something. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You usually, know, but I know no. a lot of stories about what the lawsuit was about by people that were close to the situation and informed me about it, but never really heard about it from anybody yeah. else. And I don't never heard anything about how they eventually settled. Yeah. And it was another strategic partnership that they had, too, because at the time, the Fernandez's had the tobaccos. And obviously, Pepin had the the rolling and blending capabilities going on, and you know it seemed like a, a good marriage, kind of like this Crown Heads Ace Prime thing. Um, as a result of that, the you know the Garcias ended up buying farms, and you know eventually they kind of you know now have gotten their tobacco to a really good point. But that kind well, of for a while affected them. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coop, but uh, Pepin and Jaime worked for Tropical Tobacco, which was owned by Eduardo Fernandez when they first came to this country. 
Jaime, Jaime was I'll rolling. I'll trust you. You may be right on that. I'm not 100% yeah, right. I'll trust no, you right Jaime, yeah. Jaime was rolling for Tropical Tobacco yep. at my grand opening of the original West Palm Beach location. And what's funny is I didn't notice it until years later after we learned who they really were. I'm looking at our grand opening. I'm like, holy shit. That's Jaime Garcia. He was just rolling. He was bought as a roller. Oh, yeah, they were roll rolling. Our bed. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew him by name. And then Pepin opened up the El Rey de los Habanos factory downtown, which Eduardo helped them open up. They were partners in that factory. So it wasn't, um, you know, it, it, that's how that all started. And then it and then it just grew from there. And then Pepin grew. And then, obviously, there was a parting of the ways. But, yeah, they were rollers. Gar uh, Pepin and Jaime, that's how they started out as rollers. They came to this country to roll, yeah. Yeah, they were rollers, yeah. So you want to really talk about where, you know, going from the bottom to the top. That family, without a doubt, has. So yeah. Amazing stuff. So, so Coop, do you, do you feel that you – do you think the press conference helped or did it just make things more complicated? Made it more complicated. It right. made it more complicated. I mean, I think what, what Luciano's goal with this is the next time someone writes something, based on what was said, it, they're probably going to think twice now because they, they heard something. You know, that, I think that was his goal. I don't think Luciano was looking for anyone to, to – I'll even say this. Here's how he started the press conference. My lawyer advised me not to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. I bet he did. <laughs> I mean, Good job, that, but why would – and why would you do that? That's my question. Why would you do that? Like, if you have a lawyer, you're paying your lawyer. Trust your lawyer's advice on this one is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So so I think it just complicated more things. Well, I've been there. It's making yeah. the lawyer's job more complicated too. You're, you're making the lawyer's job more complicated. Um, I don't know who talked, is talking to who. I have not talked to Crown Heads on this yet. Um, you know, you and I talked before the show, and I said, well, part of what, you know, Crown Heads I'm sure has a, has a uh, response to a lot of this. Um, there was a lot, I mean, this was all over the place too. I mean, this thing was constantly a lot of rambling and stuff. So it was like, you know, raining and cat, like Luciano's daughter was trying to kind of rein him in a few times on this thing, you know, keeping him focused. Well, we'll follow this, see if anything relevant comes up from time to time. That's actual. And we'll keep our fans posted on what's going on with. Yeah. You know. It definitely was one of the biggest stories of the year that's happening though, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We got some more fun and cool stuff coming up with you in hour two, all our typical segments and a taste testing, an unannounced special taste testing yeah. in hour two. We'll let you know what it is. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. 
So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Coranus. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Welcome back, everybody, to Hour 2 of KMA, episode number 478. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida with the old game, the Italian scallion, the goat, and the man with all the news and the breakdowns, William Cooper. Welcome back, everybody. Great smoke tickets, man. Going on sale a couple weeks. We're we're in the home stretch of the great smoke. Mind-boggling how fast it goes by every year. But I tell you what I'm most impressed with, because it's really hard, but Alex could attest this, right? We just get excited about it. It's like... I'm looking at the shit we got going down this year, and I'm like, when I'm more excited about it this year than when I am last year, then I know we're doing the right thing. There's going to be so well, much. Well, it's taken a turn, Abe. It's taken a okay. turn. It was exciting. It's We're now down to, we're, we're in the fuck deadlines. Well, mode. yeah. We're in fuck mode. I mean, shit. Listen, get this hold on, out. hold on. I need yeah. to put this in perspective. He's in the fuck shit because yeah. he's got to make sure all the back end's working. Right. I'm still working on entertainment, what we're doing, the stuff that's good. So I still get a lot of exciting feedback. The swag is coming in. Swag's off the chain this year. Um, you know, last year we said it was the best swag ever. I think this year is the best swag ever. So it's some really cool shit this year. Cool shit. But no, we, we, we are constantly, I'm constantly working with Stephanie, our girl, and coming up with ideas and what we're going to do experience-wise for the event. So I'm still in that. God damn, it's going to be great this year. First year ever an official tailgate party by the Ruffians. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Distinguished Ruffians are throwing a tailgate party, so we've got an extra event that we normally never had. Uh, that's going to be hosted by Espinosa Cigars. You heard it here first. Um, well, Hector's going to love getting up early for that. Cool shit, man. we got cool shit this year. Tickets will go on sale uh, first week, maybe, you know, into the first week of February, beginning of February, just depending on some coding we got to finish up. Um, there will be an additional type of ticket this year, uh, by, by literally bought to everyone by customer demand and requests is that people will be able to book full tables. So there's certain stipulations and stuff and it'll be all on the site, but you'll be able to reserve a table of eight in the VIP section, not in the general admission section. So we're going to test that out, you know, and it, it, it's those kind of things that scare me every year. Cause those either end up working out really, really well or being utter catastrophes. So we're yeah, hoping... And, um... That's that's what eighty percent of my job right now is to how Avoid to how to get these things functioning with generating the least amount of questions and emails possible. Literally, literally. So I'll ask this question: This year, no digital. Hell yeah, digital. absolutely. Michael oh, there Herklotz. is a digital. Okay, so there will be a digital Michael, ticket. Like yeah. Michael Herklotz is officially the face of virtual t- the Great Smoke. The okay. Virtual Great Smoke. And, and oh, he, that's good. Okay. He loves I know that. it's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work. What you do? It is a lot of it was, yeah. it was major work last year. This yeah. year, we kind of got an outline and a yeah. format 
that's that, that's runnable. I got a meeting with the production people actually in a couple of weeks. Um, Kim's returning to you know reprise her yep. role. Paul's going to be there. We got him on the calendar. I told him no Disney trips, no weddings, no birthings. No, <laughs> no that's exactly right. Paul did a great job last no year. Paul Kim did great jobs. Yeah, Thank you. I, I'm going to tell you yeah. something. I just had a talk with Michael a couple nights ago. Um, he, he that was one of the things he was most concerned about. He wanted to make sure that Paul and Kim were both there. They were fantastic. Yeah, last it was. So, uh, and, he, and he's we, a class act. We doubled. We doubled our original virtual allocation that we started out with last year okay that was one of the big things it sold out so fast we had to slide a few more live tickets over so we doubled that amount to see how it goes we don't want we want at least everybody who wants to be involved whether you're at home in the comfort of your own home or you come down live for an amazing experience yeah. you want to try come to down live there. though i mean really if you could come down live um i just the people you know a lot of the first timers at that event i talked to was it was mcauliffe with Sokka, they just couldn't believe how the bar was raised. With they, they were, you know, and Sokka will complain about anything. You know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you what, he was in such event. a good mood. He I, was in I'm such a good mood what, that day. Sokka's complained about it every year to the point where I actually told him, "Don't come next year." Once, uh, yes, he did. <laughs> he no, didn't complain like you know, like about it like here during it. He complained oh. about it during the brunch here, and he wasn't really complaining about it. He was being steep Sokka. He was right. socking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I get a hand that say, guys, and all I can hear in my head is ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And I'm like, Steve, <laughs> don't come next year. I'm like, seriously, don't do that to me. I put a lot of work. People come on. I get you're just trying to be you and whatever, but you, you really – and he – this is why Steve and I get along. Right away, I said, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I wasn't really yeah. – you know. And it's never happened again. But when Steve breaks down and says – and he not only just says it to me. I don't even think he said it to me directly. He made a post. That the Great Smoke has become the best event Absolutely. in the country by light years, yep. and there's a guy who just goes does other events, so he's telling yep. basically yep. all these other. And I even questioned that. I'm like, I'm shocked you would say this publicly. He goes, because it's the truth. So that for me was really a a bar setting standard. Yeah. So Saka's yeah. fucking everywhere. I I sent you to t- he's literally every. I was scrolling through a mob podcast the other day and fucking Saka. They had an episode with Steve Saka on it. Literally it was mobster Bob <laughs> Literally the guy is everywhere. He is. He is. He was just out in California with Aaron Loomis. Uh Aaron Loomis was him last weekend out his way. So he was doing something out, out in Napa he, Valley. He posted something yesterday where he had to get like IV he, he got like an IV vitamin shot the, the morning after because he was uh, he was feeling so bad or something. That's he posted works. it yesterday or this morning maybe He's something else. I love the guy. I, you know what? He, I, I like when I can, when I can say I love the cigars and I love the guy whenever he's around, he's just, he's a great storyteller. He's a really yeah. cool guy. You, you know, he's, he's just a great, great person. I love him. Yeah. This year's event's going to be what stellar. Are, Very yeah. excited. What are we getting into now? Are we, somebody, we're gonna are do, we going to, somebody asked, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I saw it. Um, the ruffians, the ruffians tailgate party, from what I understand, is a free event. Just come on down, man. I, I okay. Think, uh, Tim Rockwell, who I think the president of this region, whatever area it is, um, he's hosting it. I, from what I understand, he's got live music. There'll be beer there. Um, it's going to be fun. I, and I called it last year when one of our fans and one of our socialites, we saw him outside in a station wagon. He pulled up two lawn chairs the day before having beers. I'm like, is this like our first tailgater ever? Make for real. I'm surprised it took that long now that I think about it. But yeah, I mean, you 
Well, you know what, Paul? I think the chaos of where it was located in the prior years didn't really make for tailgating party. Yeah, the fairgrounds it, make for tailgating. The the, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you could you could put a tent up even if the if there's a little rain coming. Right. So they they yeah. had they had the gun show, but where we are now in the main exhibit hall, where there's kind of like more real parking, lined parking, whatever. Yeah. I think it's more conducive. I think that's what happened. And I think the, uh, Tim saw it and says, "Dude, I, yeah. I want to do a tailgate party." So yeah, the, the the distinguished ruffians. Um, a great group. They're national. They have chapters and whatever. Yeah. Um, they're 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 hosting a tailgate party this year. The great Good job. Good Remember? job. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So, anyways, it's time for that episode. We usually like to start hour two with. It's time to test, I guess, our musical acumen and you name three. matching. Come on, oh, Paul. Crap. You asked, and you're not even ready. <laughs> As usual, you guys are going to get a few seconds of a song, and it's up to you three to name that jam. It is not classical rock this week, so shred me in the comments if you like, but we're going in another direction. Hit it, Paul. I got it. I'm confused. I got it. Both hands go up immediately. I got it. Got it. Got it. So I got I a think, question. I think does Cooper, Paul thinks does he knows. Paul see the, the answer video? No, I can't see it. Yeah, I can't. See I can't it. see I what it is. I named him. I just name it. Name yeah. that jam yeah. so he doesn't see. But he could have. I don't know if you've noticed how nearsighted I am. Unless I get down onto it, I can't read the yeah. the image. But I and I, there's no name on it. I'll give I you what it. I think it is. But Cooper. I didn't get give the clue that made me. Go ahead, Cooper. This is this was an easy one. Shoot, because I have no idea. Want me to say it? Yeah. yeah, Africa yeah. by Toto. That's no. what I think. But I think it is. But Coop, I think he confused us. I think he confused us because I didn't hear the doom, 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 doom. There's a longer intro with that. Uh, I think you're thinking of a radio edit. Yeah, man. Yeah, listen to it fun. again. Listen sure. to it again, Abe. Let's listen to it again. Dude, see, I, I think sing, it is too, but I it sing, didn't start. It I sing that we sing that song all the time in the house. I actually had to teach our kids what the real words were because they were saying some other weird out shit, you know, of, of the main chorus. I, I, I'm curious how many people are in our comments. That's the that intro. Know. That's the intro on the album. No, it is. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I, I wouldn't have never recognized it if it's Africa. Never recognized Let's that. Let's see what everybody's Skip. saying. Hit it, Paul. I thought that's exactly what I thought right away. Am I gonna hit it? We're gonna get the answer. Hit it. Hit yeah, it. Hit it. All right. I, so I am that's a, a different version, I guess. Of these guys, that's the album cuts a little longer intro. That's why. That's what. That's why. Yeah, why I I that was too obscure for me. Yeah, yeah, because it should be I, four. It should be two measures, and then they start in. So I, yeah, they, they radio edited. Kind of that's myself. why you probably got starting cool. in would have been way too easy. It'd have been way too my, easy if I when they started in on the. My yeah, favorite. Once the, once is, the, the music starts. Yeah. Next time you're in a bar scene or a big crowd and people know that song, just ask them, what are they saying? 
the shit that people think they say, you know, when they say I've blessed the rains down in Africa, it's fucking hilarious. It really yeah, is. Yeah, you could do a video edit on what people think those words are. You know, when the thing is, when we before like digital you know music, what? And CDs I'm going to do that this week in the cigar shop. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to play that song and say, what exactly are they seeing there? I'm going to see if they actually warrants a, a segment next week. I've, I've heard people say, you know, in the part where they go wild dogs through the night, I've heard people say when doves cry. Like, no, it's wild dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've heard this song. I, the only like, part I, I know is... Butchered a lot. What, what's really weird is I never was saying the right words. And when I found out it's I've blessed the rains down in Africa, like now it sounds so normal to me. Like, how the fuck did I not hear that? But yeah, I was one of the guys. But yeah, what? I've never heard that guys. song before. Where, where are you living, Quentin? Seriously, Quentin. It's a classic. Uh, Qu I'm very disappointed, Quentin, with this one. Yeah. Well, Coop, you know what's you funny? My oh, go ahead. Yeah. Good job, bro. Sure. This was that. Well, some of these are really hard that Alex picks. I'll, I'll be honest. Some of them I just have no clue sometimes, and I should know them. In his defense, because I did this the first couple weeks, it's very hard to try to find a, a, a soundbite that would. Jar you because I he does a great job in my opinion when I recognize the the, the beat and the thing, but I, yeah. I'm not naming the song. But it's very hard to get to that line without either just giving it away outright or being so obscure that no one's going to get it. It's a hard. So, yeah, yeah. The trick is so that one was good because the intro doesn't. If if I would have did that intro, including when that music drops, it's easy giveaway. But a lot of times it's the break in the song. Yeah, it's that that break. Between the chorus but, and birth, that that I'll throw in that kind of, you know that, but yeah. it's not giving that that key away. It's not giving it, it away that. completely. Yeah. So, in hour two, I'd like to discuss something that's becoming very very popular in the last really two years. Uh, we've seen it blow up more this year, and I think it's something cool that we could talk about that our listenerships. I want to touch base on this hot new trend of advent calendars in the cigar industry. Advent calendars have been around forever. We've known them forever. I used to see them as kids. And, you know, as we become adults now, we see them with wine advent calendars, beer advent calendars, makeup advent calendars. We've seen it everything. And um, it's really funny story was last year we released our first one. And when I started working on it a year before that, I literally said to myself, how has nobody done this? We're going to be the first. And blah, 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 blah. And blah, 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 blah. Because no one's ever talked about it, never heard about it. And then when I find out that we weren't the first, that uh, Pete had taught Pete Johnson talked about doing it like in 1964. Um, <laughs> like literally, he sent me a blog post because you know I asked manufacturers like, oh, I thought he sends me actually he finds this obscure post from literally yeah. like you know like decades ago where he talked about it. Um, Oliva had attempted to release one. Davidoff released some weird one. So we weren't the first, but we thought it. Um, but we worked hard to make ours stand out. I think it stand out. Uh, we had a situation where it got caught off of California, didn't come on time, we pushed through it, sold what we had, but way undersold what we wanted to. Um, so we had some of the packaging left over, we rebranded it with 2022. We wanted to release our 2022 calendar early enough so that everybody would have it before December. And, you know, I thought doing it in October would give people time to trickle through. Well, we went through our 200 calendars, I don't know, in less than a week, Alex. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, under, I overestimated last year, underestimated this year. Life, the you know, story of my life. So the twenty, our twenty twenty two advent calendars are all gone. We still have our twenty twenty one calendars. If you didn't get one last year, get the twenty twenty one one. You can still have just as much fun doing it. Um, is what I'll. Or honestly, about. it's probably one of the coolest gifts you can give to anybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cigars. I mean, it really, it's just the difference is is a different set of cigars. But I mean, what you guys did. 
you guys did what no one else has ever done with these advent calendars uh the, from the packaging to the humidification to having a di different brands of cigars in that package you know so very very it was very unique it was a lot of fun i think what hurt you guys last year was that they, unfortunately they came late that's what hurt yeah we wanted to start selling them in october we didn't put them up for sale till like december 9th yeah I, I think otherwise you would have blown through them last year so listen Anybody else who had worked on this project were manufacturers, so they didn't have the luxury of having different brands. I, I think we were the only retailer that's ever really yeah. done one. So we had the luxury of working with everybody. So, and, and the 2021s are at an extremely deep discount uh, than they, they were last year. So it's really a good deal. Yeah. Um, I'm, shocked that, I'm shocked that not as many people took the double promo because anybody who bought the 2022, most people didn't realize for another $130. They could have picked up a 2021 too. I saw they that. That was a great deal, actually. Yeah, like five of the cigars alone will total $130. So literally, I mean, they could have given yeah. away a great That's gift for 130 bucks and kept the 2022 for yeah. themselves. I'm not sure if everybody figured that out or not, but it was uh, pretty wild. But we've seen the Tatuaje ones just land. We have them on available at smokein.com right now. We have the 2021 version, 2022 version, and um, where is it? I was looking for it. I got a picture up. No, no, I was looking for the uh, this. Uh, so with our 2020, we have made a hell of a deal. You can get either one. But what we're giving away with even the Pete Johnson calendar, because we did these with our 2022 advent calendar. So if you didn't get a chance to get one, um, we're giving these away with the Tatuaje advent calendars. I can get it out of this plastic. It's one of our new collector coins. It's pretty Ooh. cool. This is actually a pretty solid coin. It's Santa Abe on one side, and it's that we call our season greetings coin. Nice. And wow, is, that's a thick coin. Nice. That's a nice something. color. Yeah. Nice color to it, too. Let me tell you something. This is an impressive collector's coin. It really, really is. Yeah. Our photos and videos don't do this coin justice, but this is actually a very, very cool collector's coin. And if you order the Titoaje Advent calendars, you'll get one of these coins with those while they last. I believe we have one for every Tatuaje Advent calendar we have, but yeah, it's pretty much. That's a big lag. coin too, because it it looks big in your hand, so it's probably the size it, it's, of a coaster. It, it, it's really it's probably this like this very, in my hand. This is really, really, really a well done coin, man. Jerome Barry did a, did a great job. Oh, he does great. He did he did yeah, the airplane man. coins. Yes, uh, yeah, does. this is he's this one, is a he's really, the best out there. Yeah, really well designed coin. Very hefty coin. Nice job. Yeah. So that go that goes out with every Tatuaje Advent calendar. If you didn't get in our 2022 calendar, you still got a shot of getting one of our collector coins, but. A lot of other people have jumped on the scene, Coop, and you know, you're a guy in the media. You covered it. Um, you know, what's your take on this? Is this going to just keep getting more and more and more and more? I think so. I think so because one is, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Two is, you know, when you're looking for like gifts for the cigar enthusiast, this is a pretty cool gift. Um, Do we have a picture of our event calendar, Alex? Do you have one on there? Show I don't think we have one. I have the I could grab the unit. I have one here. I could, I'm on that. Paul, you on that? I'm I'm getting it. Yeah, it just takes oh. me a minute. Okay, let's see if I have one in this. But I'll stash. get it while you discuss. <laughs> but yeah, I see this trend is keep. It, it, keep I mean, we talked about it last week. Uh, General did it for CAO. I mean, so they jumped on this. They did the twelve days, but it's the same concept. You know, open the door and see. Yeah, you know, but the, the problem with their concept is you already know what it is. Yeah, I, and I didn't understand that. And that was Pete. We talked about that. Pete, you know, I think last year with the 2021 when it was coming out, he, he said, hey, here's what's in it. This year he just said, what's and, and he was right. What's the fun in right. this if, 
Um, you you don't know, you know, but you're not surprised. And I think with a brand like Tatawahe, you know, and all these brands are pretty trusted brands. Um, you know, it, you know, you can trust the brand that you, you're going to get some good cigars in there. Well, I mean, look, you know, basically, it's funny. It's a disconnect, right? Uh, there's ours, yeah. So that's a self-contained box full of 20, 24 drawers and with a big display section for the 25th day. Um, there's a humidipack on the back wall. Um, we, we really wanted – when we designed ours, we wanted it to be something that people would put out to display. We wanted it to be a showpiece. We would sit out there for the month of December. We had my, we had ours under the Christmas tree last year, and my wife was totally fine with it. She's like, this is – beautiful to put under the tree that that's our intention but you know like even olivas we got a picture of the oliva one i mean this is what i'm not understanding i think it's 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 the fear of marketing the yeah. marketing people just don't understand how let I me mean, look at this so so you already know what i mean don't look if you plan on buying one i want to be surprised but these are the cigars that come in the oliva <laughs> so i think okay so let me talk about the marketing piece for a second on this this was because i got the same it's a picture from the trade show so they're showing this to the retailers, right? I don't know if the idea was that they, but you know, if you have it at the trade show, it's going to be covered by media and shown to consumers. So I don't really understand the point. I, I can see maybe telling the retailers, but I don't know if I would. You need to tell the retailers because retailers aren't, you know. I mean, the kids look. So Oliva's when we not did our a bad package, Oliva's not going to give you a bad package either. When when we did our advent calendar, we did it with the intention of look. People know our reputation. They know what we do. What we did tell people is what the retail value of the cigars were, right? So I think the retail value this year was like $380, and we sell it for $265. So we wanted the consumer to know, hey, there's a value, right? If you had to buy these cigars, this is kind of what it would cost you, and this is what you're paying for it. But we were confident enough, and we believe our base was confident enough to say, you know, we want to be surprised. We trust smoking. We're going to buy it. I think the marketing people in these bigger companies, like General and Oliva, they can't just grasp that they could sell something to a consumer without literally telling them exactly what it is. What it is. Yeah. But the CAO one, it's literally on the package. No, yeah. It's on the – like, which – that part, you know. Yeah, they took it a step further, not put it out in public. They actually put it on the packaging because there's no way you can miss knowing what you're opening up. Right. Right. What so this, I don't quite get – the whole idea of an advent calendar is the element of surprise. What this will – tend to do, I believe, it's going to create better and better advent calendars as, as time goes by. I mean, listen, I already have a new and improved phenomenal model if we go to packaging again, but we had so many left over from last year, and I think I'm probably going to have the same packaging next year, so my concept of what's going to happen won't go into effect until 2024. Um, I just don't want to throw out this beautiful packaging that we made. So No, I would. Um, yeah, so that, that that's the case there with that. So, um yeah, I, I just think over time people will look at other people, get better ideas, make better ever accounts. But I think this is a trend that's just going to eventually just get out of control. I, I, think, I think so. Probably, I think so too. I, and it, which really sucks because as a retailer, I can't have twenty-two advent calendars. Right. Right. You know, so they're really going to have to fight. Who? I mean, like that's never going to win in my book. You know that that CAO one that's never going to win in my book. I'm not bringing that in. Yeah, that's not going to happen in my book. So it'll be interesting. It'll you want to show how? Do you want to show the sh the the way that it ships on Pete's? Yeah, I think that's worth talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So this is these are the boxes. Yeah, so those you... are the so yeah, those are the boxes, and there's a cartoon graphic of Pete. 
on there, if you notice. So it's kind of Pete as a cartoonish type of figure on there. But that's not how the boxes come. That's not how they come. So you have this label that's on this. And that was that was deliberately done um, with what's been going on. Um, in this uh, umbrella of responsible marketing. Man, and and Pete, was, Pete was concerned. He didn't want to leave the door open on this. But he had me, all this packaging done already. Let me tell you something. Leave that picture up, Paul. As just a packaging guy and a marketing guy, you know what? My my balls just dropped and my heart just dropped when I looked at that packaging. The first thing I see. A cigar I, box? No, I pray to God. When they remove that label, it doesn't just rip those tabs rip. right off yeah. with them. Yeah. I hope I hope Pete tested. Are they celloed? Are they celloed though? The package. I, you know what? It's in the warehouse. Um, oh, yes. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Now, if, if that label is on the cello, but if that label was on in the cello, he wouldn't say you need to remove this label, right? Yeah. Because you're going to take, take the cello off, the label's going to come off. It's going to come off, yeah. Right. So the fact that it says, please, because the consumer needs to remove this label, I'm afraid that's yeah. right on the box. And that's got to be some very weak adhesive and it's going to come off. So anybody out there, when you get these, I'm telling you, be careful. Take your time. Just be sure when you're taking that label off that you don't... Yeah. Well, open, let me, open, let me inadvertently open up your days. Real, real quick. Uh, throw Vince's comment on there. Um, the reason we have more boxes and don't have more 22 advent calendars is literally because of the 25th cigar. Yeah, we were very limited with the very special cigar that we I were mean, able we to cannot get. get more of those. Yeah, so we were, we were capped at 200 boxes, and uh, that was, we. you know, I can make more 2022 advent calendars. It just won't be the same 25 cigars that everybody else has already gotten. Right, and you know it the world definitely of won't cigar. be the 25th cigar. Yeah, and right. you know the world of chaos that caught. So yeah. we did... We opted to make a much more impressive selection in a better box and really make people happy than try to go for something that would give us more sales. Call me crazy. Because we probably could have sold another 100, 150. We're not, we're, we're, we, we sold out in the first week and we're still in October. We literally could right. buy yeah. another couple of hundred boxes, but it just would have meant a less impressive package. I had the opportunity to get something really special in there. I jumped on it instead of being greedy and. Hopefully, when you all see what's in the slot, you'll be grateful and happy that we made that decision. I don't want to give away the 2021 because it was, you know, people may still want to get it and be surprised. But that 2021, 25th one was a hell of a cigar. So well, that's, yeah, I know, that, that yeah. was our intent, right? We always want that 25th cigar to be wow yeah. when people yeah, open it. And it was a wow, all right, yeah. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I don't want to give it away in case somebody's got a 2021 and I right. say it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Those weren't easy to get. Because no, I know they weren't. I know our, I our, our allocation was a lot more cigars. I had to give them in five increments. The oh, manufacturer wow. yeah. couldn't even send it to me all in a lump sum. I got them in pieces because but, it wasn't easy to get, especially supply was really worse that back then. So yeah, and that packaging that that cigar came in is also, you know, kind of unique. You know, when it's when it's in its regular form, obviously. So I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our, you know, and, and, and listen, we're very proud and we're honored that we were actually voted. Like, I think, uh, I don't know what number it was, but we're in the top 10 packaging half wheel voted. Yeah, I think we're like five or eight or something. Yeah. Five, four, five, six, something in that middle range. But, you know, for a retailer who really, you know, retailers aren't 
supposed to get packaging awards. You know, they don't really to to end up in the industry in top five packaging of the year. I think it was a really cool kudos to our box. So, yeah, they uh, they do a hell of a job with those packaging. Uh, I mean, I agree with them, but but still, they, and they acquire a lot of that packaging too, which is which you know they're not sent this for free. I'll tell you that. So very very cool. But yeah, I totally see the trend of advent calendars to become more and more dominant and see years come by um as a retailer that it's going to bother me because like i said you know i can't I, we're going to have our own as a retailer so that separates us but even if we didn't how many companies advent calendars can you have right right i mean it's right. even with right. pete doing the two you know i don't know you know people may they're going to open both at the same time you know and i think you want to do it in december that's when it's the most fun obviously Sure. Yeah. 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 Let me, let me, and, that, and that's the thing in our head. We're saying, listen, we got to make sure that they get them before December first. But then, how soon do you start selling them? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, we start selling them in early October. People bought them, so we have to keep that in mind next year. Is that they'll actually will people will buy advent calendars as early as October. Yeah. When you start well, seeing Christmas trees up in the store, uh, that's when yeah. they should be for sale. Right. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing I'll just say to go kind of uh, about Pete's, which is unique. He designed like there's a different, but like these cigars that are behind there are in a different Vitola that has never been released in these blends right, before. Right. So they're, there all is something, the same, they're all the same Vitola too. They're all yeah. the same, but he's not right. done that size in any right. of this stuff. Right. So it's four and a half by forty six. So you're getting something that's pretty collectible with those, uh, you know. And I think that that's a great idea because you know, given Tatoise Rabbit fan base, I thought it was a brilliant move. Right. I gotta tell you something. That size is right up my alley too. It's a great size. It's a great winter size. Think about that. You know, you're exactly. in the northeast. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. North it was. Cold, it was. It was brilliant. Outside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Co yep. Coop's been experiencing some of some real cold by him actually. We actually yeah. You, you've had on, a uh, cold week. Yeah, we have. We have. Uh, I've had the heat on in here this week, which is unusual <laughs> for October. Usually, it's not till about Thanksgiving where I gotta put the heat on. Yeah. Well. Even though Coop is sitting in on the show, we still need to know what is going on in the cigar industry. So there will always be that episode to keep us up to date. So uh, why don't we take a moment and find out this week, what is the scoop with Coop? Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right. Uh, along the Tatawahe theme, there was another cigar that shipped this week, um, and that is the uh, latest Monsters installment, and it's the Tatawahe, the Drac, the Redux 2. So Pete Johnson is now going back through the uh, blends that he's done in the Monster series, and he's actually done 14 blends, and now he is re-releasing these um uh, and last year he did the frank which was a cigar i had never originally smoked and got an opportunity to smoke and now he's done it with the drac so those cigars have begun to uh hit the stores um that is a bellicoso uh cigar and the bellicoso is kind of meant to represent like one of dracula's fangs on this um what's interesting is um they're coming in both black and red boxes right and and Pete didn't really talk much about that, but when I asked him about the boxes, 
He said the black ones are more of the collectible ones that they made less of them and they're numbered, while the red ones are more generally available. So now, it's really funny because you say that because that's the first thing. I mean, I love Pete, but man, talk about shut just doing stuff that fucks with retailers. <laughs> this is retailer fuckery 101. I mean, like yep. literally. Um, I mean, at least in the old days, you had like like a cool face mask, dress box, whatever, and then these plain wooden boxes. But like, they had literally the same boxes in different colors with a number on it. And, and I got guy. Well, I, well, well, no, wait. You said they're numbered, the black ones? The black ones are numbered according to what Pete told me. Oh, well, he has it right there. If this is what he means by numbered, does anybody really, really care? Because <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, I didn't see a number nowhere on this. Okay. Spot. But if this is it, so I mean, why? Why cause this grief? Because I got customers. You got a black box for me? Yeah. No, bro. We got like three of them, and the rest are all red. I mean, it's just like. But it also sets this thing. People, you know, it confuses people because people are wanting to know if the blends are different. It's, it's literally, right, it's literally, right. this is literally retailer fuckery 101. Somebody yeah. make a bumper sticker, retailer fuckery 101. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the pizza. I love. We had a good amount, and they literally sold out in five minutes. Literally. Yeah. yeah. This is, this release is, since 2008. This is one of the most anticipated releases, every year. What right. sadly enough is, now that I had to show the number because I was curious. I'll bet you I get 50 p.m. Uh, you walked away, but I said, don't do I it. I know, but I was curious. I'll buy it. He's like, where's the number? Where the number? So, you know, he's gotten rid of the dress box concept. And maybe I could see that with some of the problems with supply chain. I, I can understand that. But I think Pete always thinks he, he's got to have take care of these, you know, his fan base. He has a rabid fan base, as we talked about. And I think he feels there are, got, there are these hunters out there that he wants to take care of with, with some of this. Well, he does that. I know it's well, tough on the retailers. I'm not arguing that. Well, listen, one of the reasons why I was super, uber, duper, duper, uber excited to do the NFT project with Pete because he does have that fan base. I believe he does. Anarchy, he does. I believe the Anarchy is probably one of the most iconic cigars to actually do a project like this with. And I had a special meeting this week that I'm, I'm like, I can't even talk about it because it's not finalized yet. But if we pull this off, it's just going to make this an NFT offering over the top stupid. So yeah. you forgot about that, right? Yeah. I had a shocking meeting. It wasn't even intended. It was kind of like a offshoot of a meeting we we're having and it had an epiphany and they got very excited about it. And if we could pull this off, I'm telling you, it'll be, it'll make this NFT the most epic, stupid offering in the history, probably of some offering. So hoping we can pull it off. In fact, I'm going to text them today on a Saturday just to make sure that they're still. Our, our biggest concern oh, is you all know they they were they have to kind of check with the higher ups to make sure, but they were very excited when it came up, like ooh, very excited. And then the other thing is logistics and timing because it's going to be a very extreme little thing if we pull it off. I, I it could be something they've never ever ever done before, and it's a big company, so um, very excited to see what happens with that. But we'll keep you posted. Once I know that it's a green light, we'll obviously make a press release. We'll send it to Coop first, and then we'll announce it. Did you? Loved it. Couldn't believe it. His first word, the first word out of his mouth was, wow. That's exactly what he said. Wow. And he, he questioned me. He's like, you talked to them? I'm like, yeah. 
Like, yeah, I did, bro. They're they're green lit. And then he went, why? And then I had to explain to him why. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the next word was why. Like, why would they do it? Because it's so off the chain of what they would ever do. But they see the value of being involved in this very iconic project. So um, hopefully it'll happen. It'll be really crazy if it does. Sorry, Coop. I didn't mean to interrupt what else you. What got, Coop? No, um, on the news there. But you were telling a, us about the colors and whatnot, and I interrupted. Sorry. No, no, that's what, Um, This is a, kind of an interesting story out of Drew Estate. Um, and normally I don't talk about single-store releases, but I think this was kind of interesting. Um, Drew Estate's having their Savage Feast down in Dallas this weekend. So this is their... Right now. Yep. Yep. In fact, uh, Bear is out there, so I, I have to get a field report from him. But they, uh, they had the, the party last night. And this is the thing that kind of replaced the... Um, the 25th anniversary thing, which which had to get, which got iced because of COVID, um. But they normally announce a cigar like uh, right around these barn smoker events and or these types of events. So they announced uh last yesterday, and this was right when we were on a call. I got this right after the call. There's a new uh, extension to the Deadwood cigar lines, and it's called the Girl with No Name, and it's a Toro size. Now Deadwood is a, I don't know how it is at Smoke In, but I can just tell you Deadwood is like a monster hit in, in where I am. Now, is she riding a horse? Um, no, it's just kind of a, uh, it's just kind of a, uh, a face with eyes. I could, it's on the coop site, Paul. If you want to pull it. Yeah, I'm trying but, to find it. I'll look. Yeah, it's I'll on the front the page. Site. It's on the front page. So, uh, like I said this just came in like late yesterday. But the, the here's the catch with this: it's going to be a Cigars International exclusive, which yeah, I thought I was kind that. of a little unusual to do that um, around, like I said, an event like that. Uh, but I know that they have a Cigars International store in in Dallas, so that's probably why they did it. Um, but yeah, this one's going to be an exclusive one for them going forward. And like I said, Deadwood is a big hit for this brand. That's it. Lovely. Yeah. Yep. The girl with no name. Hmm. So cool. Yep. Got anything else going on? Uh, last thing, and um, this kind of came out late last week, but. Uh, if you're a fan of HVC cigars, uh, they do a they do, <laughs> sorry. Um, HVCs every year they do uh, a limited release called the Black Friday, which they re they they release around Black Friday. So they are going to have their Black Friday cigar coming out. Uh, the difference with this year's Black Friday is it's coming out of their own factory. So they've always been in the they, they've been working with Aganorsa in the past. They still do some stuff with Aganorsa, but they're moving more and more to their own factory. Um, and that is uh, going to be making its way to the stores at the beginning of November. Um, and so every year he changes up the blend and the size with that. So uh, that, that should be hitting the stores. Um, I said it's in still, November. Still in a 50 count box. Uh, it is still in a 50 count box. I hate that. You want okay? So you want to hear something hate interesting? That. The, you know, warp. You heard of warp cigars, right? Who? Warp. Who? Who? <laughs> Guy lives in my backyard. I've seen him twice in twenty-five years. He's doing a. He announced a limited release this week uh, called Upper Realm in two hundred count boxes. Yeah. Who's he? Who's he? Who's he announcing it to? I, ne I hear nothing from Kyle. I, you know, I've always been flabbergasted by him and his model. He's been on KMA a couple times. Super nice guy. I mean, really, nothing against him. No, he's a but nice guy. Super nice guy. I mean, right. I mean I, please don't get me wrong when I bust balls. But he literally is in our backyard. Like, he lives in Jupiter, man. And he doesn't 
never see him in our stores. I never comes by. Don't know him. Um, other than coming on KMA once or twice. Um, you know, in my mind, he's just gone the route of uh, who's that other guy? That, that Farkas. Oh, Dion. Know. I was thinking Dion too, similar, yeah. Dion who? Right. Dion, you said Dion? Dion. Dion's Dion kind who? of Dion Farkas. What, Steve Farkas? No, Dion Giolito. Andre Farkas and Dion Giolito remind me Dion of Dion Giolito falls in the world of, of Kyle Gillis and, and doesn't Park. do a lot of events and stuff like that, what was I was thinking. No, man, but Dion's a, a, Dion operates like a brand, man. He has brand. Yeah, okay, out. yeah, I'll give you that, yes. Yeah. He runs like a real company. No, he's a little bit introverted. That's why he gets a guy like Fred Rury to be the front man in the face, and, which I think is a good idea for him as a company. Yep. But he operates like a company. You know, very he, true. They do operate like they. Yeah, well, I, I, I look. At, I was shocked you made that comparison because I was just thinking, kind of, you know, kind of a little personality wise. Yeah, that's why I'm just reckless wise. Yeah, I'm just these guys would rather these guys. I, I think what's what's happened with Andre Farkas and um, Kyle, they never knew how to communicate with the retailers and deal with the retailers. I think they're much more comfortable dealing directly to consumers than they are to try to build their brand and retailer bases. And, um, you know, you know, for a guy who's really in my backyard, how he just doesn't, you know, we bought it in, we bought him in a long time ago, many, many years ago. Um, I think it was a year. I think that year, um, Dojo had him as number one cigar of the year and whatnot. And we bought the brand yep. in and it just never took off, never blew up. We don't carry the brand today. And, you know, for a guy who literally lives in my backyard, it should be dominant in our locations, and it's not. I mean, the buzz he had, too, Kyle, that brand was on right. fire the year you yeah. brought that in. And when Dojo gave it number one, that brand was on fire that year. He didn't get on the train, bro. Yeah, he that that, that, that that hot train just drove right by him, and he just went. Yep. There it goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, but everyone wore It was a good cigar, though. He makes good cigars. That's Kyle makes very good cigars. That's the one thing I will never take away. But yeah, kind of like on you, like a 200 count box. I mean, I see when LFD does it with the 100 count boxes of the, which is even, I think, sometimes strange with the uh, small batch. But well, but, here's uh, the thing 200 count box, newsworthy. People are going to talk about it. You just talked about it. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking about Kyle Gellis right now. You're so right. That, that's the one side of it. Um, and the other side of it is look, I've been wrong. When I first sat and I was in Naples and Rocky showed me a hundred count box of cigars he wanted to sell called The Edge, I'm, I just laughed my ass off. Like, nobody's selling this shit. I think he built Rocky Patel on Edge, the whole company. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody who doesn't know that, know that. That whole company, everything that Rocky is today was built on Edge. I got a lot of questions because they came out with the Edge 20th this year, which is just starting yep. to hit the stores. And people said, why is he? I said, Edge is a, like I said, Edge built Rocky Patel. People the, don't realize that. Edge yeah. built. It wasn't Decade. It was Edge. Literally. Yeah. In fact, Decade only happened because of Edge. Exactly. Got Edge, with the notoriety and whatever because of Edge. Yeah. Everything that Rocky is today, that company, that or, not as a person, the, the company, the organization, absolutely. where they've gone to was literally built on the edge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're out there and you're a new cigar smoker and you don't know what we're talking about, go get some. It's a good cigar. And it's a good cigar on top of that. Price point, listen to me, I don't follow the pricing all the time. I'm sure it's a a little bit more expensive than I remember it to be. But for the price point, solid stick. 
can't be. I think that I think at one point I could confidently say that that cigar was in more people's rotation than any other cigar in the country. And it comes in a variety of wrappers. So if you're you're not a Maduro person, you like Corojo, you like Connecticut. There's there's, there's something for everybody with Do that. You remember one. how hot the Sumatra was when it first? Oh dropped? yeah, that's you what he based him nowhere. He based the Edge Twentieth with the Sumatra for that reason. That was one of the hottest drops I remember in my cigar industry. I actually sold that one in hundred count boxes. Yeah, we had consumers walking through the door buying Edge Sumatra in hundred count boxes. Yep. Wow. Yep. Monster. Monster. Yeah. Monster brand. Listen, Brian, the vintage the vintage series was like his first release when he came out under the Rocky Patel name. Yeah. That was when he got off of Indian tobacco, the vintage 90 and 92. And I remember laughing at him too. I said, Who's gonna buy a cigar box with the name Patel on it? Are you kidding me? I, I, I see the deep Cuban cultural heritage in that name right away instantly when I see Patel on a box. I said, How's that, <laughs> how's that translate? Once again, I was wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that was his first release, and I believe at that time, Coop, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think General was making. Um, that I'm not sure of. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure of, but I, I believe when he first came out with the vintage and his inaugural release, I think it yeah. was made by General. I know Rocky had worked with General. Not 100. Not 100 accurate on that, but that is what this old nog is to yeah. trying yeah. to remember. Yep. All right. No, well, there you go. Jay Davis confirms. There you okay. go. Jay Davis is. Uh, oh, trusting. yeah. Hey so, guys, we just uh, we forgot to do something here. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot to 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 fill in in a little bit of time. Well, I, I'm test. a little parched and I'm out of coffee, so why don't we go right to the taste testing? Right, we have a very my ice is melting. Thing. Yeah, we have a very special taste testing. I know nothing about this. Knew nothing Me about our meeting yesterday. So since no. Paul, you got us all these cans, and well, two guys own. Why don't you tell us what the heck we're looking at? So uh, apparently Coke released, and, and to give credit, I heard about it on Coop Show. Coca-Cola yep. released a special flavor called Dream World, limited edition. So they're jumping on the bandwagon of limited edition things. And I said to my wife like a week or two ago, whenever you had the show, Coop, I was like, I'm just curious. We don't drink soda in this house, really. I mean, it's very rare. Named them, I was like, name them? I just realized I grabbed no, a brand you put, you already texted Brandy. I left one for you. You thought it was necessary to put her fucking name on the can. Yes, in that house, there's five <laughs> other people that are gonna drink it for her. I put one for Brandy. She. You just ruined the collectible can. <laughs> yeah. So so now, yeah, this is uh, DreamWorks. Yes. I have had it. Yeah. Now mine is a zero, mine's the zero flavor, but I, that's what I had. But um, but yeah, they, my fucking eight week thing with this bully. I'll have yeah. a sip. But oh, uh, but but I actually, you know, I Look went. I found this in a gas station a few weeks ago, and uh, I drank it. And when I put it on social media, I had a very polarizing reaction. Is what I'll right, let me you know Open is. the can it. and Let's smell it. it. Open the can and smell it. Yeah. Oh, I know that smell. It, it, it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, oh, it yeah. smells like candy. It smells like a Jolly Rancher. Well, I've heard I'll cough syrup. Ice. It smells like fake watermelon flavor. That's what it is. It's like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Stephanie had one yesterday, and she liked it. I, I liked it, too. I, liked it. Uh, I mean, I got these people saying this is terrible, and, you know. 
go back and eat in right, so here, here, here's, here, here's the problem. The people who say are terrible are expecting Coke. Well, shit, man, you're not buying Coke. It's not Coke. It, 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 yeah, it, it's not look, Coke. And here's what I'll say: it was a it was a unique flavor. It wasn't like anything I've had before in a, no. in a, in a cola. I could say I've never tasted this in a soda. There, there you it go. Goes. No way. This I, will I hook mean, your kids. Guess what? Guess what? Coke is sold out of these things. So this will hook your kids it on soda. Smells, this is sweet. It smells worse than this it tastes. will hook your kids on on Coke. Without a doubt. I wonder if the FDA will get involved and stop them from marketing to kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, they don't. They don't <laughs> have. The, they don't have pictures of cartoons on here. I don't know what. I don't know. I man. thought it was a. Right. I thought it was a brilliant move. I thought it was so, a brilliant. So I'll go six two. Just based on whether you'd buy it again, just a quick thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up. Uh, no. thumb, thumbs down. I wouldn't buy it again. I'd give I it a 6.2. It. It's good. It's, you know, 6. it's 2. sweet. It's good. Oh, listen, I didn't tell you to keep me to show you, but, you know, there's a place that opened up by us, and we've been eating there regularly called Sicilian Oven. They got one in Miami, a couple other places. 7.9 by Portnoy. He visited it. Ooh, I and we like it. We eat there regularly. There's a Mr. O one in Boca. You know, you know what's funny? That. You oh, give a seven point nine for pizza and people rave about it. You oh. give a seven point nine for a cigar and they. they oh my yeah, god! But, yeah, god yeah. but he sets his standard. Anything above an eight, like you must. I, visit. Listen, I talked about that on, on when I was yeah. on the show with the dojo guys. There's like a three point window, uh, like yep. ninety to ninety three is all you have. Once you hit eighty nine, you fall off a cliff. Oh, I get crazy. I've gotten when I gave Saka cigar in '89. I got more hate mail than right. any is, other review. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> the rating scale. '89, it's a B plus. I mean, it's yeah. Dojo and I are very similar in terms of what we look at high '80s. That's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, All right, so we've done the taste testing. It's three to one. Yep. The Dream World Coke is a no no. Um, before we yeah, get no. into the last episode of Tale of the Tape number one, and of course our Would You Rather segments, I see we still have. Um, pretty much everybody who's been on the whole show, and I'd like to talk so we can get some feedback from our fans about our format. Um, just to PM me, put it in this chat. I don't yeah, care. We'd like yeah. to know what's going on. One of our concerns, and this has been their first episode in this new format, one of our concerns and what's been going on, when we originally started KMA 11, 12 years ago now, there was like three of us doing this. And now there's so many people doing it, and the accessibility to manufacturers, especially post-COVID, has been really easy um, so by the time we get somebody on KMA and we know our fans don't just only listen to KMA, they watch each other podcast. The relevance of some of these guests is just really not that interesting. It's concerned us and, and how relevant the, the thing is, unless there was somebody new or something interesting to really discuss at the time. So our, and one of the things that we enjoy and we believe what our fans enjoy is the banter of whatever we're talking about, the four of us. So. Um, we're looking to steer KMA more in the direction of like today's episode, where we'll talk about cigar issues, cigar topics, just amongst us four. And from time to time, we will have a guest um, when there's stuff to talk about, something relevant, some news, some you know, some special release, something that would really make a guest have some content that I think would be extremely interesting to consumers. Other than asking the same guest who's been on four times, tell us about how you got in the cigar industry. We're trying, right? Trying to keep the show fresh. We like the feedback on it. We're also going to look some for people, more people from outside the cigar industry. We got some people lined up, so um, this is going to be our, our, I think, our new formula for KMA Talk Radio. So just let us know feedback. Not going to hurt anybody's feelings. We know we're not going to make everybody happy. Some of you are going to be devastated, and some of you are going to love it. But we just like to get some feedback on where you think the show is going. Um, That being said. 
Season five, man, can you guys believe we've done five seasons? Season yep. five, till the tape, and we've made a decision on season six, which I think is going to cause a lot of stir. We'll announce oh, that. Oh, boy. We'll announce that. If not next week, the week after, we'll announce what season six will be. But uh, the final final episode of season five, Alex, let's run it. Find out who is number one. You know, I just want to make a comment before we get into the tip. It's really, really funny how times have changed because Allison, who's been a loyal fan from day one, literally like day one, I remember like my first interaction with her was, when are you guys going to start talking about cigars? And I, my response yep, all the time. I, right? And my response to her was, we're a lifestyle show. We talk about whatever we talk about and, you know, talk about cigars only part of our show. We had a lot and of cigar talk. Yeah. And I'm realizing the feedback, looking at the feedback, look how times have changed, right? I mean, but I think that's part of the problem is that everybody's out there so much. It's just, what are you talking about? You're talking about the same stuff over and over again. So we'll see how that goes. That being said, my man, Alex, run tail of the tape. So here we go. Tale of the Tape Season 5 is coming to a close. The greatest movie villain of all time. And let's go, Paul. Take it away. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It so my number, think. my number one to me, a classic. Uh, it, the, the 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 Disney World goes up in arms when this character shows up, especially during Halloween, because you see him very infrequently. But I have to go ahead with Captain Hook from Peter Pan. Just just a classic evil villain. Uh, obviously, pretty humorous too with his uh, interactions with the crocodile. But uh, yeah, he's he's number one. In my in my book, Paul, I know Alex wished it would be the. I, uh, yes, what I said. What what would have validated this pick if if he threw a curveball and actually went with uh, Dustin Hoffman of Hook, Captain Hook, who was a fantastic, right, uh, right, fantastic Captain Hook villain. Let me tell you something, Paul. I, you know, being how really I just say I can't stress how unexciting your picks have been. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. I think it would only be proper if you continue the trend of picking only <laughs> characters in season six. No, oh, that would be great. That's going to be epic. The topic is already do that. Oh, Paul, that would be that. epic. I mean, that could is a couple that of good would... ones I could think. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. everybody. You're yeah. welcome. Like Trust it. me. I already know who number one is. It, it'll be way more better. In season oh, I know who your number one is already going to be. All Disney characters than it would be yeah. with villains. Trust me. <laughs> all right, Abe. So uh, take it away. Your greatest movie villain of all time. Keith Ledger, Joker, <laughs> the Dark Knight series. Now, you know, listen to me. First off, there are there are iconic villains that will transcend time. Right, that different people are going to act and be, and the Joker is definitely one of them. You know, basically mm -hmm. Batman's arch rival, nemesis for life. But when you do such a performance as thrilling where you really steal a show and then you set the standard, because I don't think in all the Jokers that we've had and all the Jokers that will be, will be, this is the performance and this is the version of the Joker that everyone will compare the Joker to and, and say, 
wasn't better than Heath Ledger's Joker. Wasn't better than Heath Ledger, until you get the next great one. But for me, without a doubt, ultimately one of the best villains of all times in movies. Uh, that's my pick, number one pick. All right, so my cool. number one pick is a curveball. I'm probably going to get shit from Abe for this. But the greatest movie villain of all time for me, number one, Kaiser Soze of The Usual Suspects. You the know, villain. Ah, yeah, go ahead, finish. The villain that you didn't know, the whodunit <sighs> of movie villains. And to me, has to be the greatest villain reveal in all of movie history. And Usual Suspects is just one of those movies, those few movies that you can never get the same effect watching the second time because of that. Right. You see everything. He wasn't a villain. Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, he was contemplated for my list, but I think the storyline is what made him a really villain and him being a villain, the way it was unfolded. And that's kind of why he did. He, he, he was one of the guys I sat there and contemplated. I'm like, but is he the real villain or is how the story being told makes him the epic villain? And that's kind of why he didn't make my list, but I could see how he would make somebody's list because how you like the reveal of how it is, it's a moment that nobody forgets, right? It, it sticks with you. But I, I just could have never seen it. Have I've never seen it. Seen but it? I, this is a good when, I, I when I saw the name on the list, because I looked at the list accidentally yesterday before our meeting, I didn't know who he was. But now that you're saying it's usual suspects. and You didn't know Kaiser's I, Cozy? Oh, my gosh. I didn't Vince know him by the name. He wasn't a villain. He was the hero. Vince, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> here we go anyway we have another pick still. All right, Coop. i thought abe and i might have the same pick we don't actually but my because the joker's not on your list at all no because uh, i How didn't go with joker any not in your top 10 because i didn't go with any like uh what i would Super call types comic book characters yeah he didn't he didn't yeah that was the only reason why but it was a great performance a great pick i'm not arguing i just i opted not to but my number one, Norman Bates, Psycho. I can't remember this, if he made my list, but I know I was considering him. He, I mean, and here's the thing. I mean, the original Psycho, I mean, this is this was a, a mass killer. <laughs> Hard to argue. I remember when Psycho 2 came out like 20 years later, you know, that was a big deal to see the return of the, the, this this villain. Um, and, he, and he's just an evil kind of character. He's got the whole Psycho element to it. Um, I think after Psycho 2, they, they destroyed the character of Norman Bates, in my opinion. But those first two movies were incredible. Do you uh, think Norman Bates ever got past that role? No. Oh, you no. mean Tony Perkins? Yeah, he never sorry. did. Oh, yeah, he never did. He never did. Never got past that role being nope. Norman Bates. I mean, I think nope. that, that was it. He was never able to be anything he, else. He was ne never did. You know, yeah. it just... I just want you know we we the pick we had on Nurse Ratched right a few weeks ago she just died I heard in the last couple of weeks oh no, really I didn't know yeah oh, really? she did yeah yeah she I just I meant to say that last week um but yeah she passed away because I I had Nurse Ratched and, and similar type of characters in, in in some ways but different in other ways because you know they were, obviously they went off the deep end these characters some of them I really would have liked I'm, I'm gonna Google and see if I, I would like to see if there's any video talking to her about that role maybe how it affect, affected her life because you know sometimes people are crazy right they end up seeing you in real life and hating you when you're that yeah the role and i just wonder what her I, i'd like to see if there's a really interview with her at any point talking about playing nurse ratchet in that movie but that is it for season number five you have all our picks let's put up the master list and show our fans 
hey, there you are. Number one for Alex Tavella, Kaiser Soce, Abe has the Joker Dark Knight, Captain Hook for Paul, and Norman Bates for, for William Cooper. Oh, where's the evil stepmother on that one? From Cinderella. You know, I didn't really consider her a villain. I was I was more she into was pretty the mean, more of a douchebag. Okay. A okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I was into the more like mystical evil magic, okay. you know, that that type of thing for I was, that's what I was guessing with so your number one. That's what I was guessing, but yeah, I could see what you're saying with that. I mean, she's definitely the protagonist of the show, but she's just more of a bad mother than a really villain. Yeah. I I have a hard time with lists like this because I hate making definitive statements or decisions about like your favorite or the top one or two. I don't know well, why. You hate like, I'm looking at that period. now. So well, period. The Our thing lists are so lists, different. The it thing with these lists, month, it took Paul a month to say he wanted to do KMA. May, maybe Coop Coop can probably <laughs> confer with me, but the hard part of these lists is usually that them four through seven slots. Yes, very hard Those middle slots and who goes where and uh, right. do I bump them down or up or who should be. That well, goes yeah. middle. Yeah. The pool Honestly, was bigger. Hard, it was a big pool with this one. Yeah. The different. first time, the hard part is getting the ten. Right? Is that going to be in my ten? Is that not, once right, the 10, right. then you get that problem? Then you, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That is season five, Tale of the Tape, Worth Rolling. Season six up ahead in a couple weeks. Stay tuned. It's, this one's going to be a lot of fun. And now, in our traditional fashion of closing out KMA Talk Radio, it's time to find out Would You Rather by Gurkha Cigars? Can't get All the right. taste of that that coke out of my mouth now. I know it, it, I it, it is it bad now. to pair with a cigar. I'll tell you that. So, oh, yeah. It lingers too. So here we like go. It. I'm going to ask my three co-hosts. Would you rather questions? One for each one. I'm going to start in my window from this way, clockwise. So I'm going to start with Coop. Coop, are you ready? Yep. Would you rather keep your goatee for life? And the Phillies win the World Series this year, but never again? Or have hair from your 20s for the rest of your life, and they never win a World Series? Oh, I, I would keep it for life and take this World Series. And they never win one again. Wow. That's worth it. I mean, because let's, let's put it like this. It's been like, it was it was uh, 28 years before they won that second World Series in my life. Right. And I, like... I don't know if they're going to win it this year. There's a lot that still has to happen. But, yeah, I, I would – because I don't know how many more I'll have in my lifetime. So you and, don't care about having your full head of hair from your 20s? Irrelevant. No, I, no, I don't. I don't know. Right. Well, yep. he, yeah, he already has a wife and kids, and what does he have to worry yeah, about? I thought it would be, be a little bit harder question for him. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I got I, Paul. Good question. It was a good question. Paul, 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 I'm going to hit him where it hurts. I'm going to hit the two things he loves I think you life. are. I don't – Family. Ready? Paul, would you rather have – Unlimited, free access to Disney World for you and your family for life with VIP okay. access to lines, ride lines, or $5 million cash right now. He's thinking about oh. it. Tough one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. thinking about it. It's scary. I oh, cash. I do. I hit this I'll one. Take the cash. You yeah. take the cash. Yeah the, cash is, yeah, the cash is worth more to me. 
But you can't so go to Disney. You, you can't go to Disney. This, let me spice this question up a little bit because I, I want to dig a little deeper. <laughs> what if by taking the cash you can never go to Disney again? That would be tough. <laughs> or any park or just Disney World? Can't go to Disney World again, but you got to live living in Florida, so you know you can't move to Disneyland, so you're still closer to one. For me, to for, for me, uh, for my kids, it would be, it would be that, that would be a terrible decision. To Five million dollars cash time. right now, but you can never take you. They never won't go to miss Disney. Disney. They won't miss Disney. Literally. Hold on. Hey, Eli's inside that. asking to go to Disney World right now. He just. I, I need to hear this. I won't go to Disney World. Million. What? You take the five. Yeah, million? we would take the we would take the five million and never go again. Wow! Yeah. Now you know what Paul loves more. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. When they get to the <laughs> trust me, once they go to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, Disney's gonna be. I have boys. I'm just telling you, this is how it went. Disney's gonna be a forgotten memory. It's gonna heart break your heart. Listen, Disney's already that, forgotten. That'll be fine. Wife. I'll go with my wife, and they'll they'll do their thing, whatever they want to do. But all right, I, I say the toughest five million dollars is. You know, I saved the toughest. Listen, I was going to start out with a million. I had to change it because I thought the million wouldn't, wouldn't would be enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I, changed it to five. I saved the toughest one for last. Give it to me. You ready, Alex? Give it to me. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for you, man. Come on. All right, here we go. Would you rather spend a day with Dave Portnoy doing pizza reviews or a full day driving around visiting the greatest cigar shops with Alan Rubin? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, who could, who could ever? Which Alan Rubin? Miss out on the spending the Alan Rubin. Okay, spending the day with Alan Rubin. I mean, that would be literally life changing. Um, but in this situation, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to take Dave Portnoy very slightly. Um, I mean, again, you know, spending the day with Alan. But you could. You could hold the phone up for his, you know, lives. I mean, that would be a service to Alan Rubin. So that's that's the thing, you know. I would kind of be working because I'd, I'd, I'd have that would be a service to Alan Rubin. So we, we wouldn't have to see Alan in like this. Hi, <laughs> Alan. It's Alan, and I'm. Hey. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with my man Portnoy do some uh, do some uh, pizza reviews. You know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> put his put Alan's comment up. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. I had nothing to do with this one, Alan. You get, you get cigars though with Alan. Right now. Oh my gosh. I thought we'd have a chuckle on this last one. We love you, Alan. Listen, it was a great show. I actually enjoyed the show. I hope everybody else great, yeah. Uh, we hope uh, we entertained you, made you laugh. Maybe we all definitely learned what gams were. A lot of us learned what gams. We didn't get to the top. We have to yeah. talk about that topic next week. By the way, that's how. It's, oh, yeah, let's bring it up next week. Week. That yeah, topic has to be discussed we, next week. So, you know, there you have it. We were worried could we fill it two hours, and we didn't even get. I knew we would. Yeah, I said we yeah. would. Yeah. Things. So good shit, man. Uh, we'll see everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll uh, see you all next Saturday. Until then, everybody, keep it lit.